And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Five Minute Freak! Ah, no way! F-R-E-A-K! Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. In the halls of justice. Hello and welcome. <laughs> take two. Take there two. It is. I do believe that's a crash and burn right there, son. It's Aquaman. Superman is standing in front of you. Culturally appropriated dreadlocks. That's our first line of the show. Yep. Like somebody like posted that link on Facebook, and so like I replied, okay, so she's wearing a shirt. Does that mean she's culturally appropriating from him? They, they, and all I know is I was I, I was short a Facebook friend within like an hour. I, I'm <laughs> going to tell you in 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 a hot second that video is fake as fuck, man. They are they they know each other, and they were like, let's let's get this video online. <coughs> they, they were smiling. She was baked, baked. That girl was just. Too stoned. Either that, or she kind of had a crush on Dreadlock guy, and she was trying. There, there was a little bit of like, "Hey, right. don't first go edit point three boy. seconds into the." I want to argue with you some more. <laughs> it, whatever that that video is just. I, I watched it and I was like, I can't get enraged about this. This is just stupid college students either trying to get me enraged or just bumping into each other too baked. That has to be the quickest tangent I think I've ever experienced in one of these, and that's saying something. So well done, guys. But. Oh, okay. Bad Bob. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Two True Freaks, 12 Angry Superman Part 2, Batman versus Superman, 9 Angry Superman version. How about that for a sentence? Yeah. I am Chris Honeywell, and I will not be your host tonight. But I'll tell you who all the people are going to be here and sort of act as the host for the first five minutes. Then you won't hear shit from me. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go by who we got here on our list. We got Christopher Warden. Hello. Wait, now, ever, uh, um, yeah, you were on the original panel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. I didn't speak a lot because I had a shitty mic. Now Your we're uh... cutting out a lot, but not today. Chris oh. and clear. And I've been trained. <laughs> That's enough from you. Okay. I want to add a disclaimer. I guess I should take the blame. I was the one tasked with wrangling the original twelve, and I got about what five of us. So, but That's pretty you know, good, man. Yeah, actually, more it's like one, good. two, three, four, five, six, six, seven. Yeah. So, you yeah. Know, you're talking Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve time zones. <laughs> Oceans. Yeah. All right. Number two on our list. We've got the hair metal hero, Chris Tyler, back. You were on the original one, too. <clears throat> I I was. I was. And next to Chris Tyler, and it's funny because they're podcast mates, if they'd ever get off their ass and make another commentary podcast. We're working on it. We're working Dave, on it. Uh, uh, and you were here, too, right? I was. Oh, yeah, I was. And he's here again. And he will be your host later on, but he doesn't Ooh. get to be your host yet because I'm not done. <clears throat> Next to him, we've got Trennis Magnus, and this is your first time on 
Uh, you were you were here last time. It's time. No, no, I was not. I was uh, actually in the throes of starting my show back then, but no, I was not on. I was cordially not invited. I thought you were going to say I was in the throes of passion at the time and couldn't come to the phone. Well, there may have been some of that, too, but no, mostly starting my my own show. And so um, basically I got an email from all 12 of the original Angry Superman saying, you know, you are cordially not invited to join in. And there was there was much I don't know. Oh, 13 I'm, I'm out of have, bullshit. It's it late. wouldn't have fit the movie <laughs> reference, so, you know. All right, and returning. <laughs> and the the original 12 Angry Superman was his first podcast on Two True Freaks, was Mr. Really? Bob Fisher. That's right. Oh, first that's podcast on the Two True Freaks was Man of Steel, 12 Angry Superman. And I'm back. Yay. Yay. And... <laughs> From now, you're Yay. you're in Dublin, right, Dave? No, my partner's in Dublin currently. I'm in Belfast. You're in Belfast. That's right. Okay. He's we on have... the Protestant side. He's not on the Catholic side. Get it right. I don't. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> We're going wow. there, are we? <laughs> no. I don't want to I'm just making a shit. Right off the bat. <laughs> that's, that's very presumptuous, you know. I could be the other one. No, were you? Were just could be a Buddhist. Who knows? You're on the first show, right? Also? Nope. No? Nope. I missed so, it. So what? It's like 5.30 in the morning there for you right now. Is... Ah, it's only quarter past three. Oh, okay. It's still oh, early. Okay. Ah, oh, the night's still young. Yeah, yeah we both came to the moon long. And next door to him is the wrangler of this whole bit of shenanigans, uh, Scott McGregor, my next door neighbor. Yeah. And uh, I was actually in your glorious studio for the 12 Angry Supermen, but I've got my own glorious studio now, so... <laughs> So yeah. we never see each other anymore. <laughs> I know, it's funny. Well, you talk a lot on Skype, I'm sure. We're probably about 100 feet away from each other right now. Actually, we're probably <laughs> on the same plane, too, because I'm on the second floor, too. Yeah. And you weren't here the first time, were you, Mr. Spataro? What's that? You weren't here the first time, were you? Yeah, yeah. Was. I most certainly was. He's the one that liked it. Oh, I totally. He, he liked I'm the one who liked it. <laughs> no, that's a, I, I pushed Paul the hardest for this because he's like, I don't know, hopefully my schedule. I'm like, we're not doing this without you. So, you know. We were having a conversation about this. The, uh, uh, like We a, need to have it. I think it was Dave who tallied it up, right? Or Dave Atterbury that tallied it. Was it you that, that totaled it up? And I think it was seven positive, three mixed, and two negative. Mm-hmm. Last That's time. That's about right. That's about. Oh right. yeah, it was actually no. It was uh, it was Jonathan Kreitz. He mentioned it on mm. one of our Facebook posts. It was Jonathan Kreitz. Okay. Yeah. I knew. I knew somebody went and did a went back and did a little official tally on on the whole thing. So it was generally a positive review. So mm-hmm. we're going to see what the breakdown is uh, here, and uh, I guess we're going to start out the show. We're all going to give our little 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 pocket review, and <clears throat> then we'll just start. In on it, and I'm gonna pass it. I'm gonna pass the mic over to Dave Atterbury, to be your host from now on, as I hit the mute button and hit the honey bear. Probably, uh, uh. but the honey badger. I, I collect my thoughts on this movie. All right, I, I'm even willing to host. You know, Dave, uh, three or four hours into it, if you want, if the telethon needs to keep going. <laughs> That's fine. Gary Lewis yeah. is still alive. We could get him. Yes. Yeah. Never yeah, I'll, I'll, alone. 
when it when it's when it's reg, you know my regularly scheduled sexual appointment with the wife, we'll let you take over. It's okay. nine thirty my time. So just make sure to leave that okay. mic on. I was just yeah. to say, <laughs> yeah, hey, you got video Skype too, right? Yeah. Uh, hold, yeah, where's that button? Hold on. All right, we're good to go. Definition of hey. a hot mic. Yeah, uh-huh. I was just gonna say, so we haven't we haven't uh, set any bars lately. We we really need to step up the game. I think yeah. I I think I st- started the whole thing at the pizza place. I did. When you were taking a dump during a podcast, or yeah, yeah. I, I had the first recorded yeah. dump. You had the first recorded smoke break, and we someday well, we'll have the first recorded. Heroes contractually obligated to make the anal sex references. I know that. Yeah, uh, there won't be any. In, well, maybe I'm when we get to Gal Gadot. Specifically, but. I don't know what went on in that bathtub. Not to leave his mic on during sex <laughs> for that. One. We don't want to set that bar yet. No, no. <laughs> not step yet. by step. Step by step. I get some more weight off. Me. Right. Put on a show. Steps, oh my gosh. Ay ay ay. Okay, Dave, Alrighty. bring this thing in. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, well. that's yeah. Let's just. <laughs> so moving on. Well, they say don't discuss religion or politics, uh, and we should probably add Superman to the list, as contentious as it's been. So let's because yeah, we're discussing all three tonight, aren't we? Exactly. All going to come up. Yep. Exactly. So we might as well uh, just dive on in. Everybody give their uh, two cents on what they thought overall, and then we can uh, start. Uh, we can all then step into Thunderdome. Uh, so on my Skype list. Uh, the man in the hot seat right now would be uh, the hair metal hero, Christopher Tyler. All right, I'll keep this brief. Um, I had pro- some problems with Man of Steel. I have problems with this movie, too. Overall, I got sucked into the storytelling. I have some complaints, to be fair. Um, I think it's it's overly serious, which I think is probably going to be the consensus here. Uh, my biggest complaint overall is most likely going to be technically related stuff. The editing is a mess in the first hour. Nothing really flows. It seems like a series of vignettes. Um, I, I'm one of those people that doesn't care that Jimmy Olsen got shot in the head. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but um, the biggest complaint, aside from the technical, though, is that there really isn't anything here for kids. And that's one of my biggest complaints. That was the biggest complaint I had when they got that, tried to get that Wonder Woman pilot off the air, too. Uh, at the end of the day, I think at a certain level, you do have to have anything with you know, that S-shield on it, something that needs to be for kids. That being said, I did get sucked into the storytelling, as disjointed as the beginning of it was. Uh, I, I went along for the ride. Uh, I'm not going to be one. I was never a Ben Affleck as Batman hater. I, you know, I I like a lot of the guy's work. He seemed like a pretty darn good casting choice when they announced it. Uh, Henry Cavill at least got to do a little bit more in this movie than the last one. He got to speak a little bit more. And I, when I did the Man, uh, Man of Steel review, I said if they're willing to explore some of the darker themes that they opened up in Man of Steel, I'd be there to see what they did with it. So I went and I kept an open mind with it. Um, I have some other nitpicks along the way. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I will be uh, interested in seeing where it goes next because uh, I don't think it can get any darker, let's just say that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they could. They could probably kill everybody. Uh, I don't think that's what they're doing. I'm, I'm getting the feeling like it's going to end up going more towards the light now that they're forming a Justice League. Oh, by uh, the way. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, we should warn everybody. You know, y- you did good with your review, but I I have a feeling that <clears throat> we're not going to get 
much farther without spoilers getting out. So, just if you're listening to this, though, you've either seen the movie and you want to hear what us assholes have to say yeah. about it, or you're not going to see it anyway and you want to hear what us assholes. I, I, have I would to say recommend. About it. I, I would recommend coming back to this after you've seen it if you're going to see it. Uh, okay, we can move on. All right. Thank you, Hero. So, passing on, we'll go across the pond to our friend Dave. Uh, you're up next on my Skype list. Cool. Well, I think it was great that we had something that fun with two superheroes just kind of teaming up in the same week that Batman and Superman came out. Um, did anyone else see The Flash? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Supergirl crossover? Yeah. All right. Well played. Very good. I mean... They're, they've got a balance somewhere, technically. You know, that was really lighthearted and fun. And Batman Superman wasn't quite, but it had a whole bunch of fun moments scattered throughout it that I enjoyed. I find myself enjoying it overall, but mostly I agree with Chris. It's It's a bit too dark for, you know, anyone under the age of 10. You kind of want them to, at least, get the, you know, some preteens in there to enjoy it. Um, I think my, I I had no problems with Ben Affleck, um, Henry Cavill. I enjoyed in both things I've seen him in now, or all three things. Um, so casting's not a problem. It's just. He didn't seem to have much to do. Um, I would have liked more Clark somewhere, you know, kind of exploring his relationship with Lois somewhere. But it's possible that they might be saving that for a Superman movie if they're doing another one. Uh, but, you know, generally enjoyed it. There are problems. That That's my quick and short review. Alrighty, well, His Excellency is up next, and uh, can't wait to hear what you have to say. <clears throat> well, I've wanted a movie like this ever since I was eight years old, so that works out to like almost 30 years of waiting, and some of you had to wait even longer, God knows. And so, finally, this movie came, I saw it, it was kind of fun to see the birthright version of Lex Luthor represented on screen. Uh, loved Affleck as Batman on the entire time he was on screen. I never once missed any of his predecessors, which, considering I don't even really give a shit about Batman anymore, thanks to his fucking fans, you know, I think that kind of says something, hopefully. Um, it never really crossed my mind that Superman was going to survive this movie, because, you know, if you're going to put Superman up against a bruiser and then have him live to tell the tale... You're going to put him up against Bizarro or Mongol or something like that. So the fact that it was Doomsday that he had to fight in this movie, I I, I just kind of assumed, yeah, he's he's going to be worm food by the end of it. And yeah. sure enough, he's worm food by the end of it. So, you know, yay for predictability, I guess. Overall, you know, lots of... Uh, I, when I say I had fun, I don't mean that in the sense of, you know, like an Avengers film or something like that. I... I this was sort of the culmination of a childhood dream. It finally came true. Had a blast. Um, for those of you who maybe didn't get into this movie or maybe you're not a fan of Zack Snyder's work, it looks to me like his dance card is going to be filled for the next couple of years. So my <laughs> guess is there's going to be a different director for the next Superman movie. 
So your dreams may yet come true. So I don't know. Overall, had uh, I really had a blast. It was everything I wanted it to be, more or less. You know, considering what has come before the style they've established, I really enjoyed it. And I also think it's kind of funny that uh, Zack Snyder killed Superman on Good Friday. Who's next? I, was, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I didn't even think about that, to be the honest girl, with you. Right? If the stained glass window and made a steel wasn't bad enough, it's like, well... <laughs> I did not they even make that, that connection. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I, I know I'm, I'm coming back in. Actually, yeah, Jimmy got ventilated at the beginning of this movie. That should be like every Superman movie. He should be like Kenny, and in every movie he dies like a different way. <laughs> no, like my personal preference would be like him sliding down a ra- like a pole of razor blades, and uh, then he lands in salt water, uh, and then he gets slowly devoured by sharks and stuff. Because I fucking hate Jimmy. So I, you know, I, I mean, like, know anyone Jimmy, who, though? who brings, huh? Snyder I didn't know it was Jimmy. But oh yeah! How do you know it's Snyder, not his brother? Snyder well, confirmed it, it as an Easter egg. He said, "Well, uh, we're gonna." Th- he he said he, we're gonna throw Jimmy and Olsen in there for fun. For yeah, fun the last yeah. time I saw Jimmy oh, and, Olsen and in Smallville. Speaking so, of Smallville, so, that was, so Zach was Snyder's Grant. definition of fun is unceremoniously putting a bullet in someone. <laughs> I, I saw another yeah. reference that he made the fun word with another character death of his, and I can't remember what it was exactly. But yeah, it's a trend actually. So yeah. Well, the guy that played Jimmy, because everything, it seems, comes back to Smallville with these movies, he actually played Grant in the seventh season of Smallville. So, oh, really? Yeah. So uh, he, was, he was Grant yeah. Gabriel. So same in guy. of the Daily Planet, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Was he a clone? Uh, genetically or, engineered something. It's, there's a whole thing. It was, it, it was thing. something weird. Yeah. Oh, dear God. It was <laughs> awesome, dude. Don't judge. It was fucking cool. <laughs> All right, no bad that, having no. Smallville on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, w- I'm with you guys. If I just had a quarter for every time someone asked me if I was a clone, though, that's just it's getting old. <laughs> Are you a clone, Bob? Hunter S. Thompson, or what? I'm, who who you're going to be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, did I just burst into Weird Al or something? <laughs> I, I I wish I was a clone of Hunter S. Thompson. I'd be able to. Pour a lot more intoxicants in me, and that's true. And do a lot better. <laughs> the Aussie genes. Yeah, yeah. Keep a little Keith Richards in there. <laughs> All right, Honeywell, you promised to shut up. Shut up. That's <laughs> the true Superman, right there. That's the All true right. Superman. This is why we need you as the moderator, sir. <laughs> Who's up? It's you, my friend. Oh, it's me. Right. What do I think of this movie? Damn. I, I am conflicted. I have seen it twice. Now. I went back and saw it yesterday. And um, it, it's really weird because I really liked it when I when I came out of it the first time, but I had serious. And, and in fact, here's the thing. We come out of the movie theater for the first time. And I'll try to make this really, really, really short, 15, 20 seconds. Came out of the movie theater, walked down the corridor. My wife and I walked down the corridor. I'm dead quiet, didn't say a word. Walked through all the crowd, all the corrupt people waiting in line to see it again and all this and this was the first time i saw it walked out we walked through the crowd walked through the parking lot we get in the car i still hadn't said a word before my wife uh starts the car even she looks over and she says you know he's not really dead right (laughs) (laughs) okay as long as we remember (laughs) right and well my comeback no no that was spock he'll be right here right well, because my comeback... He has been and always shall be your friend. Always. And, you know, because my comeback to that was, well, yeah, I know that Superman is not uh, dead. 
But they killed Clark Kent. Yeah. So oh. I'm not just thinking what I saw on screen. I'm thinking of the future of uh, Superman and the rest of all the the movies and the Justice League and the Wonder Woman and all the other movies that he's probably not going to be in, in spite of the fact that we have seen offline. Okay, yeah, here it is, the uncomplicated thing and why it's so complicated. I'm trying to judge this movie based on what I see on screen and not what I hear come out of Zack Snyder's mouth. Every time he opens his mouth about this movie, <laughs> yeah. I lose a half a point from my enjoyment of the movie. He's like fucking J.J. Abrams like that, man. Just yeah. shut up and let people enjoy your goddamn movie Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. by the time I got... Because I had avoided all spoilers to this thing. I had only watched the trailers, and I thought the trailers showed too much. And in fact, even before they showed the trailer that had Doomsday in it... I think it was on the Superman homepage a couple of years ago when they were before they were even really shooting this thing. And uh, somebody they were talking about on the Superman homepage who was going to be the next villain in the, you know, the big in the Man of Steel second movie and all that kind of stuff. And somebody said, oh, I'd like to see Doomsday. Well, my comeback at the very at that time years ago was no, 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 no. The only reason to put Doomsday in a Superman movie is to kill Superman. That's right. it. That's it. And I predicted it then. I predicted it on my show uh, a year and a half ago. And I said that if they kill Superman, it's going to be a while before we see him again on screen. And then I read the review after I got home from seeing it the first time, avoiding all the spoilers, avoiding all the crap. I get home and say, okay, now I'll go read all the stuff that I was avoiding and watch the stuff and see what people were saying. And I get to a, a Zack Snyder because uh, my wife actually turned to me <laughs> when they shot Jimmy Olsen. She says, did they just kill Jimmy Olsen? And I said, yeah, I think they just killed Jimmy Olsen. And yay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that Ooh. actually didn't bother me that much until I read Zack Snyder. said, well, he wasn't going to be in the future movies. We didn't have any room for him. So I thought for fun, I'd throw him in here. For fun, oh, you put a bullet through one of his. Okay, fine. Hallelujah, baby. Hallelujah. But you're going to say that now. Will you say hallelujah when in the next movie they kill Lois Lane as Superman is coming back, turns to the dark side with dark side, and we get the whole injustice gods among us for the next five years. And we don't see Superman practically again in my lifetime. I'm yeah. 64 fucking years old. I ain't got time for them to play out this whole damn thing. <laughs> What would anybody think of the children? <laughs> what would anybody yeah. think of us old fuckers? Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and I want to I mention that real quickly, that the thing about that Superman should not be in anything that a child can't see. Okay, Because I'm hearing that a lot here, about here. these Zack Snyder movies. Okay, um, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. I think the Superman we saw in this movie was Superman. The whole world was falling apart around him. Everything else was bullcrap. But that was still Superman. He scowled a lot. He was, you know, there were some negative things about him. But I don't think that, you know, I'm kind of a little bit like Magnus here in this. I've wanted, ever since I was a little kid, I have wanted to see what would it be like if it was real. Not just a comic book put up on the screen, but if these guys were real, 
Now, we can all have complaints about it, but that's what they're trying to do here. This is not a funny movie. There were a few jokes. There were a few ha-ha little bits here. There were some cheering here and there. But this is a very, very serious attempt at bringing these guys to the screen. And yes, it's dark. It started with a funeral. It ended with a funeral. They're killing off everybody in Superman's life. I'm not quite sure why I like this movie so much because of what they're doing to Superman. But Ben Affleck, um, I have zero problems with Ben Affleck as Batman. We were watching a combination of the Dark Knight Returns, the Arkham games, uh, you know, golden age Batman. Is what the I golden age of. Batman yeah. shooting people anytime that they. All right, fine. If I if I got to get through these twelve guys and I kill a few of them, then that's what I got to do. I don't really have a problem with this Batman, this dark, brooding, older Batman. Um, but so when I came out of it, my first grade, I gave it like a solid B. Every time Zack Snyder opens his mouth, it went down to a B minus, then a C plus. So I fluctuate between uh, a good average movie and something a little better, or about B. I liked it as much as Man of Steel, but I want more of the Clark Kent. I want more. I want more. And I don't think we're going to get what I want anymore. But uh, I didn't hate the movie as much as a lot of people say. So that's my quick review. So much. I could talk literally hours about this movie. I could talk. And we would listen, Bob. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Well, pick up uh, Superman Forever Radio, episode 103. I made that up right then. I don't know when I'm going to talk about it by myself. But, <clears throat> all right. So that was that my five minutes? Five minutes? I'm done. Good job. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Christopher J. Warden, my friend, you are up next. Oh. Oh. Well, first of all, first first thing I want to do is go on public record that my wife is not a hater. She she got after me about that, but she is a aggressive um, unliker. Liker, yes. <laughs> my wife is probably about the most subdued person you ever see. She came out of this movie. She says that's the worst fucking movie I've ever seen, and she was pissed for hours. Um, so. She kind of took all the wind out of my sails. I didn't really have any bile or hatred, or and I didn't hate Man of Steel. I went back and listened to our old one just just so I could refresh and see what everybody else did. And Man of Steel, good science fiction movie, bad Superman movie, in my opinion. This movie, <coughs> um, I there's a lot of problems I have with the movie uh, story wise. Um, it was really, uh, I got a sense of, who wants a paycheck? Let's put your comic book story in there. Except for Elia S. Magnin, who is suing somebody over his line being used in the movie. Yeah, um, fucking life. Are you serious? No, I'm not. He's pissed. Um, so is, oh. so for how much they put into this, you know, this is a Batman movie with Superman and Wonder Woman in it. The best part of this movie wasn't even in the title, which was Wonder Woman. And it was the only reason that my two uh, or, um, my two daughters and my wife wanted to come see this because they wanted to see Wonder Woman. And I agree with them that that was the best part of it. Um, I think the characterization was off, but that's me. Whereas people want realism. Um, I don't want real realism. I live in life. When I go to see this stuff, I'm going for... Uh, uh, escapism, you know, the departure from life. I don't want to hear all this 
bullshit about life. And the biggest, the biggest, after thinking about it, the biggest problem I have with this movie is how fucking stupid can you make Superman? <laughs> it's unbelievable how ignorant he is in this movie that I, I, I just can't comprehend. Um, other than that, it looked pretty in parts. It got kind of um, uh, towards the end with uh, the CG. It really was like I'm going to be playing a video game, um, but not too bad. Not not a, a Amazing Spider-Man bad. Um, the <laughs> CGI was better than that. Um, High bar to set. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was just... I knew how the movie was going to end, too, because this movie is made for the masses. It's not made for us comic book nerds. Because as soon as you knew that Doomsday was going to the movie, you knew Superman was going to die. Yeah. It's the only way it's going to happen, um, unless they did something really big. But it, you knew that was going to happen. And, and it's bullshit that Zack Snyder said, oh, I'm really surprised nobody thought super, or Superman was going to die, except for us comic book nerds. We knew. Um <laughs> I'm dumb. Ma- I didn't think you would, but sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. Keep going. Away. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I read other- so I knew. Well, I tried to stay away from the spoilers. Um, a lot of people try to put their opinions onto, onto me, what I thought about this movie. Or, or, um, I'm guilty was- of that. Yep. So it's, I tried to keep my opinions blasé uh, over the last week because I was kind of waiting for this. But... The masses, like my brother Gene, um, he's like, why are they even fighting in the first place? They're buddies. So you're dealing with that. Um, it's only most of us nerds who want to see him fight. And personally, I didn't want to see Batman and Superman fight. I wanted to see them go up something big enough that took both of them to take them down. Um, the best characterizations in the movie were the uh, second tier uh, characters, Perry White. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, he was he's good. Great. He's great. The uh, guy who was the senator, I really liked him. Um, he was from in the in the first movie. He was the general, then then became a senator or a secretary or something. Um, I like him. Um, really, really got issue with with uh, Lex Luthor character. I can't even think of his name. Um, C. Eisenberg. Yes. Thank you. I don't like that Lex. Um, I think uh, Jeremy Irons stole the show as Alfred. He had some of the best lines in the movie. Um, other other than that, it was MacGuffins that you could see coming from a mile away. Um, the story was too bloated. Um, I counted lo- no less than four different major story comic book storylines in there in between the Dark Knight Returns, the Dark Side War, Injustice Guys Among Us, Death of Superman, and there's more stuff in there. It's, it's how much... Birth, shit, there's a bunch in there, yeah. Birth yeah. of Crisis? All seasons, Crisis. Yeah. There's a bunch of them in there. Yeah, there's how comic much? book quotes all over the place. Yeah. The fucking right. David... Go- <clears throat> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Uh, oops, hell, there, oops. There, there was even walkabout Superman after he after the uh, <laughs> it got blown up. He was out walking about and saw a podcast. So, anyways, um, I'll save more of these points for later. I, I uh, 
I'm good. Just the hate flows. Five days. It's, it's, it's not saying. hate. It's not I'm hate. I don't hate. I'm, I'm I don't hate. I am. I'm so goddamn disappointed in it. Is 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 because like Bob, I've been waiting for this shit since I was a kid. You know, see it up yeah. on the big screen, and it was. And it, it's more disappointed in myself because I wanted one thing and, uh, and I didn't get it. So, you know, I can't it's – so, it's more on me. I won't put it out there on anybody else. It's more on me. This is not what I wanted. So how can I be mad that I didn't – one single person didn't get what I want? <laughs> it's Thanks. the internet. Be mad. Be mad. <laughs> 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 Next All righty. On that note, Angry Scott 2.0. Oh, dear. <laughs> la, 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 la. All right. Um, I really wanted to like this uh, when I first heard about it, and I kind of knew I wouldn't <laughs> when I first heard about it, uh, mostly because of whose hands it was in. Um, I, comic creds, I haven't, I've read Superman. I know his, his earliest history thankfully due to some compendiums I had in my youth and I read sporadically up till Burn had him and did the whole Man of Steel thing which I loved um, and you know jumped on the whole death of the Superman bandwagon so I know that whole mess um, I wasn't slavishly tied to Chris Reeves as Superman when Man of Steel came out I was actually cool with seeing as Bob and Trent Trent has said, you know, a real-world Superman, a Nolanized Superman, as it were. I was generally mostly a fan of the Batman films, um, so I wanted to see what he would do with it. And I liked probably, I think when we did our podcast, 75% of Man of Steel, and it trickled down to about 65% over the last couple of years. Um, and I always said that, the problems I had with that, as long as they addressed it in, in the next Superman movie in a logical way, I'd be cool with it. And then we found out there wasn't going to be another Superman movie. And I'm like, alright, cool. If it comes down to somehow, like, Batman is mentoring Superman because he's going to be the older hero and kind of makes him realize why destroying a city to f stop the bad guy is probably a bad thing. If you can possibly avoid it, as I said, the killing stuff aside between Batman and Superman, that's not my biggest nitpick. But I really, despite even reading the reviews, I wanted to enjoy this movie, kind of detach, and you know, as you guys have all said, see something I've been itching to see at least since the '80s. And Man of Steel did the great, one of the best Superman-Batman pairings was like issue two of the Man of Steel with John Byrne, I thought, and. Um, yeah, so I wanted to, and they lost me within like five minutes. Uh, I knew we were going to have to see another freaking Batman origin story. Okay, fine, whatever, we got it out of the way, I thought, in the first five minutes. And then we had, because we didn't have enough Jesus allegory with Superman himself, we had to do the Bat Elevator dream sequence. And... You and I both visibly we all were over. Just like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> and, yeah. and probably in our brains there was something going, please let this be a dream. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, and it was. And But still, that was like, then my nitpick radar just went off from that minute on. And I could no longer be objective. And um, I, I got caught up in the, I just started watching it again today. And um, it's going down easier a little the second time. 
But it's an objectively badly made movie. I mean, i got to put that on the table. I'm not a film student like our esteemed Mr. Honeywell here, but I mean, you know, my experience is... I've written and shot some crappy TV commercials in my day, but I even know that this is just horribly, horribly edited. And just, I don't know. It's like they hit random on the, the film editor or something, and... <laughs> and just crammed a shitload of scenes together that sometimes didn't even chronologically make sense. <laughs> it just astounds me that a $300 million movie can get made like that. But um, So a lot of technical problems I have issues with. The story, I w- wish we had just gotten another Batman movie and another Superman movie and then let Zack Snyder make Dark Knight Returns because it's the fucking David Goyer blender method of storytelling again in this and Chris Terrio apparently couldn't save all of it the Batman stuff was actually really good the Dark Knight Returns stuff could have been really good if the movie was just Dark Knight Returns but we crammed four or five other stories in there and it just ended up being kind of a mess and uh, I enjoyed some of it I enjoyed some of the visuals Zack Snyder knows how to rip something off a comic book page and put it on screen I don't think that's ever been in dispute but just overall I, I can't say I I loved it you know I, I tolerated it at this point and I hate to bring up the, the fucking comparison but I will <laughs> I was just <laughs> thinking how well we done with not mentioning now, I, I gotta break I gotta break the cherry that the Marvel more. movies make me want to see them again and I've criticized some Marvel stuff and Age of Ultron comes to mind because I think they try to do too much in that like this movie tried to do and I thought the setup for the Justice League was pretty much fucking horrible. And Martha Ex Machina, Ex Machina, I mean, what the fuck? I loved that bit. That was the oh, most comic booky I, bit in the movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> I loved I, it. I know. Oh, no, just no. Her line no. was. No. <laughs> well, I have a lot of other shit, um, but I'll end my stuff right now as far as my little review. But, yeah, I got to give it the thumbs down, I guess. Alrighty. Well, that leaves us with one left. Paul Spataro. All right. Oh. Tell us what you think, my friend. I'm like Where's the Paul on the Jaws scale, man? I'm, I'm still here, Dave. <laughs> and oh, and oh, Dave, oh, you okay. have to give yours, too. Yeah, you no, know, he's just talking about people in camp. Daisy, Daisy. So anyway, uh, I've gone on the record many times about really just being oh, sick. Oh, and fucking and Wonder Woman, since we've all forgotten it, you know. Yes, we'd all like to fuck her. We yeah. move on. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> nobody needs to even mention that because it's just given. Right. But, uh, as as I started to say, I, I'm on record as just kind of being so sick of the internet social media attitude towards things, where something has to be the best movie ever or the worst movie ever, or the best TV show, comic book, song, whatever the hell it is. It's got to be the best or the worst. Nothing is allowed to be good but not great. And if one is bad, the best, not terrible. All the rest are the worst, you know. That's what it's got to be. Yeah. fun is good. There's no more good to go around. It's all exactly. sucked into that and, one. And, and, I, and I am Everything so tired of sucks. that. And, and I, I, to some extent, I kind of take some pride on the times when I watch something and my my uh, opinion differs from the herd mentality of the social media. Mm-hmm. So going into this movie, I mostly heard negative comments on it so I did I went in first of all any movie I go to see I'm paying top dollar to see it I want to like it I want to enjoy my entertainment dollar but this one I kind of felt an extra desire to like it just because of, of all the negatives that I was hearing without hearing you know spoiler free negatives but negatives just the same 
sadly, I was disappointed because I think there was more negative than uh, than positive. But anyway, on the positive end, the most positive thing I have about this movie is I think the casting was pretty much flawless. I can't think of one part that was cast poorly. Uh, even Jesse Eisenberg, who I hated the fact that he was cast as Lex Luthor, as the part was written, his acting was right on the money for it. Mm-hmm. I thought everyone really just kind of hit the mark so well. Yeah. Uh, the problem I have with it is that I think the writing and the direction were both subpar. I, I don't think they showed a respect for the source material. I, I think that... Uh, Snyder has a great eye for composition of a shot and could put together a beautiful shot, but he has no 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 mentality at all towards putting together a good narrative flow and making a story flow and make, having a story make sense. Uh, it, so the direction I thought was poor, the writing I thought was poor. It was probably the stupidest Superman I've ever seen in live action. Everything he did was just wrong. Bizarro, you despise me, right? Oh, Bizarro hate Luthor. He'd do anything for you. Good. I mean, bad. Anyway, take care of those monks. Okay. Or, or either that or he just stood there and watched things collapse around him and didn't care. Preacher, brother! <laughs> so, so I really, I really had a problem with that. Uh, somebody said they really liked Perry White. Chris, was that you? I yeah, I thought uh, he was all right. Yeah. Because I, I was kind of, again, it's nothing against Lawrence Fishburne. I think he's great in the role. But, you know, Kent, you're on sports now? Really? What what editor has ever done that? <laughs> well, it's you're not like, 1938 you're a anymore. Or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy Olsen, no. uh, Bob Fisher, uh, you and I had a little uh, back and forth about how James Olsen on the Supergirl show was not Jimmy Olsen as I know him. Mm-hmm. And I stand by that. Right. But this Jimmy Olsen, man. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what, he's I still mean, just horrible. Well, if he was dressed up like Turtle Boy and they killed him, would have made it better. <laughs> that would have. Or, or even oh, make anything better. That would, yeah. the, the dream sequences I just kind of thought were a waste of time. Uh, and, and the final battle, I thought they wasted Doomsday. Instead of having him be you know, a real top-notch Thread at the end. I thought he came off as a combination of the nuclear man from Quest for Peace combined with the toxic, excuse me, the toxic Avenger. I, I just really <laughs> Jersey boy. not like it at all. How can I agree crawl. with you so much and still like it better than you do? And, and you know, here's the thing. Again, oh. like I said, it's not the best or the worst. Yeah, am I coming is. in with a thumbs down for it? Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. But am I so disgusted that if I was flipping through the channels and it was on TBS, I would change the channel? Not necessarily. I might stay along and watch it. Would you recommend? So you're saying if somebody who hasn't seen it or heard anything and said, oh, Superman, Batman movie, should I go see this? You would say, mm, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I, I would say that. Uh, you know, I, I particularly kind of had in my mind Scott Gardner as I was watching this. Like, could <laughs> I go to him afterwards and say, you know what, Scott, you really <laughs> no. should give this a chance. <laughs> I, I knew. No. No. And, and frankly, watching it, there wasn't one thing I could recommend to him in it. No, no there's nothing in it that Scott would like. No, no. Unless he would like the Batman. There's stuff. a few visual Batman moments that I think yeah. you would really dig. 
And I and think you would like that final... graphic. Listen, that's a great graphic when the three of them are on screen at the same time coming oh, towards yeah. you. That is an incredible visual. If you didn't have a nerdgasm at that shot, you're not alive, basically. As a final thought for me, I think Ben Affleck, surprisingly, best on-screen Batman I've ever seen. Agree. I agree, yeah. Yeah, I agree there, too. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Best live action. I still yes. don't Yeah, he's, he's not going to beat out Kevin Conroy. Best well, nobody live action. can. No. Right, right. Best live yeah. action. Yes, right. yes. But I'll, I'll, for live action, I'm, I'm giving it to him hands down. I, I don't think anybody else even competes. I, I think he was surprisingly excellent in the role. And, that's and on that, I'm going to hand it off to whoever's next. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird if you think about it. You know, all of the uh, all of the controversy, the naysayers, and and the things that people were saying about Affleck when the announcement was made. Those people sure seem to have shut the fuck up. And, yeah, and, no, uh, yeah. They did. I, I knew they would. I, I had confidence in him. Even even in the yeah. most bile filled hate reviews, they're still like, well, you know, but I, but I, like, did a really I'll, good job. I'll swallow my pride too. I, when they cast uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, I was like, oh my god, this is hot. She, I, Totally eat my words. She was amazing. Amazing. Well, when they cast it, all I thought was sure. hot. <laughs> no, not even <laughs> that. And that hasn't changed. It, no, yeah. it, it, it's not even so much the hotness thing. It's just the smile on her face after she takes that lick from Doomsday. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. you know what? Well, she's um, the only one that's going to be a scrapper. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, I mean, all of her scenes, even as Diana Prince, yeah. every time she was on screen, you couldn't take your eyes off of her. I don't oh, care who yeah. was on, whether it was Ben Affleck. It didn't matter who she was on screen with. I didn't like the choice at first either, but she sold me in this. So. Well, I loved it at first because I wanted, I didn't know anything about her, but when I heard her talk, I thought, perfect. She's exotic have, at least. Yeah. Exactly. I had, I had she's an interesting not, thought about her. For the internet, I had a real interesting thought when they cast her. I said, boy, I've never heard of her before. Let me wait until I see her before I make a decision. That's, I know. <laughs> How dare you be logical what like that? Matter oh. you? God, Take that you? old man common sense and get the hell out of here, Spataro. That's <laughs> four. Go watch Jaws again, you old bastard. Are you a phone? And, Paul, wait a couple of years. You can get those senior citizen tickets. They're cheaper than the full price at all these I other young wait, puppies. Buddy. Have. You know, I'm, I'm knocking on the door. <laughs> well, you know, if you watch closely, if you have a little gray in your beard, and watch and watch the 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 ticket taker person, if it's like a kid, high school kid or whatever, at the ticket, they think anybody over thirty is. You just walk up and say one senior, they'll give you the damn ticket. Now you know what? When they're kids, they mm -hmm. think, yeah, you guys are all real old. You're all in your thirties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they take you out to the back of the barn and shoot me. <laughs> two True Freaks brought to you by AARP. Never <laughs> 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 thought it was coming, but yeah. And Ensure. Tastes a little like death. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we still have reviews to go, don't we, Mr. Honeywell? And we yeah, who's left? No, I, did we decide we were going to bypass Chris? You don't want to do that. <laughs> no. Go ahead, Chris, please. Age before beauty. All right. Well, as anybody who ever listens to me knows, I hate, hate, hate with a flaming passion Zack Snyder. I just hate him. I think what? he's a horrible f not I've filmmaker. never heard that. Please explain. And uh, <laughs> et cetera, surprised. et cetera. Uh, but I gave a mixed review to Man of Steel because I could see this there's things in this movie that people are you know people are going to have an enjoyable some people are going to have an enjoyable experience at this movie and going going into 
uh, Batman versus Superman, I wanted to like it, and I knew that there was some chance that I can like it because Zack Snyder can be kind of like a monkey where you give him pictures and he puts them up on the screen. And I knew there were some other writers fiddling around in there, and Ben Affleck, like, has a career that he loves and, (laughs) you know, and has some heft in the film industry, like, big heft, so he could, like, be like, wait a minute, train crash, let's, maybe we should do this, you know, and actually have a studio kind of listen to it. So I had a little bit of hope, especially from the first 20 minutes of Man of Steel, which I... Extreme. I I was having fun watching it in like as a good science fiction movie, as Christopher Warden said. So, I was going into this one, and of course the reviews came out before I saw it. And you know the thing about it is, and this is why I didn't want to hate the movie. I did not want to like just hate this movie because then it's the. It seems like with the internet, people who just if you just don't like it, to hate it. It's a race to to write the most clickbaity, you know, snarky, which which they're entertaining to read, but at the same time, it's getting fucking old to me, and I didn't want to like yeah. just go come out hating this movie with a fiery passion, and having to like either either you know tone myself down or just look like somebody else who's just trying to write off the negative coattails of it by getting more clicks or whatever. But once again, it's kind of a mixed review because I realize this is a movie that like could be very enjoyable to people. Once again, like I said with Man of Steel, Zack Snyder has almost made a movie. It's almost a movie. It's almost there, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really is close. Justice it's close. It's, close. it's really close. Yeah. It's 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 as close as Man of Steel. The problems with Man of Steel, though, the, the guys double down on them. All yeah. problems. <laughs> the, the writing is the writing's worse. Um, one 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 of my favorite things, and no no, I haven't heard anybody mention that they're all just like, oh, the, you know, Death by Doomsday, Superman. Now, this is a suicide. Yeah, that was a reenactment of yes, Pa Kent's. Well, I was telling you earlier. Was, I, I was going to say that. That and was the scene from Excalibur. Scenes, I was going to say that about the suicide bit. Yeah, and 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 it was a, a completely. Um, I, I, Maybe I could hand Wonder Woman the spear and let her stab him. Thank you. Now, the, and, and to bring up the M word, yeah, exactly, exactly, and that would have been a it? teamwork moment of awesomeness, awesomeness. and it would have made sense. Yes. There was no. There, there was. No reason for Superman to die other than that was some Snyder sort of in, it was it was like a petulant child going oh okay you didn't like that Superman killed all these people look at him atone there you go how yeah, do you like that uh, he, there he 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 atoned for it now he's dead you like that yeah but anyway it. Zack Snyder's psychology and you know me reading his what goes on in his heart I'll, I'll save that for later. <laughs> but it, it, as far as Near the movie the goes, screaming, it's more of a fetish film than a, than a, than a superhero film. It's more, you know, if you like your foot fetish and you like people squishing grapes with with their feet, that's all you need in that movie. You know, the, the, the big mo- the big hit is going to be the movie that shows you the best, clearest shot of those feet squashing the grape, and then. 
that makes your penis hard or your vagina wet or whatever, and you get the job done and successful. The bathtub scene really, really should have had some to... Leonard Cohen. Yes. <laughs> because of the, that's basically. Well, if, you ever, this... if you were ever unclear on how to whack, whack off, here you go. Just listen to this podcast. We'll tell you. <laughs> Two true freaks. Extra learn something new every day. And Sponsored I just have to say, if there's somebody listening to Two True Freaks who doesn't know how to whack off yet, you're either too young to be listening to Two True Freaks, or you are the biggest mutant I have ever yeah. met, and I'd like to ask, are you a clone? Um, <laughs> Is that just because yeah. they're on the internet, obviously, so they should really know by now? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, there's there's hours of instructional video on us. With all those feet. But, um... This is Zack Snyder showing people things like that they can. want to see, and this, uh, uh, and and that's a lot of some. That was the summer, what summer blockbusters used to be like all the time. You had you know every once in a while you get one. It's like ooh, this one's really well written and stuff. Most of the time, nobody paid much attention to the writing. The thing about this one is. That they're going for the dark tone, they're going for the realism, but at the same time, it's not written up to that level. It's the all the portentousness and the deep proclamations and stuff are totally just just kind of meaningless. They don't spur, that th those aren't the things that spur thought in the movie for me. But this movie did has had me thinking about it ever since I've seen it. But not in the, in in exactly the good like, oh, maybe this movie's gonna grow on me. More in the like, this is like just rife with stuff to study and what went wrong, what went right. Um, I think this movie, as much as being a movie that tells a story, is is kind of an angry little strike back at fandom. It kind of addresses. Um, criticism from the last from probably everything <laughs> criticism that Zack Snyder's gotten on the internet and probably David Goyer too I'm sure uh, you know who, who who is responsible for it I don't know but it seems to be in there There's it's an angry angry movie and it's just relentlessly literally dark there's you know one moment where sunshine saves Superman's life, and even that scene is dark. It still it looks like a zombie with a flashlight shit shown on his face. I mean, there's I was sitting there, and about halfway through the movie, I thought, okay, I gotta pay attention and see if there's one full real daylight scene or bright scene, and it's beautifully shot, but at the same time. There's no tonal difference in it from beginning to end, it, whether with the characters. There's short moments of, haha, Leva, is she with you? Oh, I thought she was with you. A little laugh here and there, maybe. And maybe one upbeat moment with Clark popping into the, into the tub that's still just like tinged with, you know, His suit looks with, flat out black most of the time. I yeah, mean, I mean, I mean, Zack Snyder no. is saying with this movie that you can't do good. Good is not possible. If you do good, you're just going to get criticized for it. Even the scenes of Superman, and, and, and um, like Bob Fisher said, this was, this was a fairly acceptable characterization of, it felt like Superman, but he was in, he was getting beat up the whole time whether it was psychologically or he was just having getting 
shit upon by life and everybody. Even the scene where it's like pure Superman scene, save the little girl from the fire. All right, he saves her from the fire in uh, the midst of the Day of the Dead celebration, which is a <laughs> raucous, wild celebration. <coughs> yes, it turns somber because there's a fire with a little girl in it, but then Superman comes and sets down with the little girl, and what does everybody do? They, they frown, and then they get creepy and religious with him. Yes. And, it's, and to me, that was borderline condescending just like oh look at these primitive people are and really I don't think there was that much thought it was let's get this really cool shot of people in makeup with skull faces you know worshipping Superman but that's yeah. not what they should have been doing they should have been going wahoo yay yeah. little girl's alive Superman yep. ba -ba the band starts up you know, it's not going to happen. And it's not Jim, that's happen. a bad outfit. Right? But all that being said, the Batman storyline in it was, I mean, poor, poorly written, but Affleck made it engaging. I mean, and Alfred was great. You could tell they had him on set for one day, so Alfred basically is just, <laughs> is just yeah. behind the screen giving quips. Hopefully, when we get the bat, I'm looking forward to the to the uh, standalone Batman movie yeah. with this Batman. Yeah. I I really oh, like yeah. you, you get to and it actually delivered one thing that I wanted from the Nolan Batman movies that I didn't really get is Batman detectiving. So there was some Batman detectiving. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. I was not bored during the movie. I was not enraged. Although there were plenty of there was you know one point where. You know, when Pa Kent was like, I had to put the horse down and hear the yeah, horses. The, no. uh, and, and there was just a pause, and you could just hear Hannibal Lecter going, Clarice. <laughs> just, <laughs> out, right out of Silence of the Lands. So it was. Do you reckon the horse. Oh, sorry. Do you reckon the horse scene was in some way to justify why the hell he saved the dog when he's a farmer? Well, that's. Yeah. No, it was to say that my heroic actions had mm. consequences that was directly right. leading yeah. to superman having to yeah. have mm -hmm. yeah. consequences. but i mean and it's some people i remember people were saying that he's a farmer he would have let the dog die so maybe the guilt of that making all of the horses die because of his heroic act is why he wouldn't no just leave the dog no uh, yeah. you see there's, there's <laughs> what's no. putting way too much more thought than the writers did in this it We're is. all doing that, Chris. Everybody that has, I've talked to about this movie is putting way more thought it's, into it. Yeah, you, you need to not do that but when you watch this we movie. Do. It's well, fun to do it but it's, of it. It's really two separate movies smushed together yeah. and then a setup for a third and it's, fourth movie. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of things. It's, it's Just three and four? Wow. Well, yeah, I Justice League, Wonder Woman, and I guess they're independent Aquaman, Flash... Cyborg. All, cyborg and all the Batman. other independent Batman. movies Batman. or whatever. Possibly. Yeah, and they're all listed on Warner Brothers site except for anything regarding a standalone Superman movie. Now yeah. somebody somebody was saying that they did that on purpose so they didn't want to spoil the fact that Superman died in the movie. And so they don't want to spoil that he comes back? Right. Exactly. But you see the whole point that's <laughs> It, thank you. The, you know, there's no logic at all in their thought because then Zack Snyder, in another interview, again, another point comes off because I listened to damn Zack Snyder. He said, 
I couldn't do a good Justice League movie if Superman is still alive. I had to kill him to get him out of the way so we can build the Justice League. So I think the next movie, the Justice League movie, is going to be two separate movies. It's going to be Batman putting together the Justice no League. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be, that's it, it's going to be and Batman putting together the Justice League. And then um, uh, the secondary line will be the resurrection of Superman, how he comes back to life at the end of the Justice League movie to then the whole Justice League and everybody else go into the whole Injustice Gods Among Us thing. So there. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just encapsulate mine by saying, there, this, there's a lot of things that happen in here that Zack Snyder and, and fans wanted to see happen. The story was written just as excuses to set up the things that happen and, and try to shore them up. Okay. I the, the the motivations, characterizations, and plot devices were almost universally just unbelievable. <laughs> it, to some points, like into the stratosphere of unbelievable. So that was the biggest downfall. That being said, as just a big, messy, loud summer horror or summer horror movie. <laughs> it's almost, <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It's a Freudian movie. It's gonna. It's it's it's. People aren't gonna walk. I don't think most people are gonna walk away angry from it. I think a lot. lot if people have problems, confused. I think more than anything. That's I try the thing. To, if people, I try to look at this as someone who knows the comics history a bit. You know, but I mean, there's a lot of shit going on in this that <laughs> I'm that's, not. That's one of my with. other complaints. If you're yeah. a comic book fan, you're gonna get all those references. If you're Joe Sixpack and you walk in there, you're gonna go, "What the fuck is well, going but even, on?" But even I mean, I don't even know my art, new god stuff art, all that well. The art like, of it comes <laughs> in weaving that all in there. You know, weaving the stuff in for the fans that so it, it seamlessly doesn't confuse the other people. You know, it's something extra for the fans, but the other people are just gonna gloss over it. This I mean, it was put in there as a crazy dream. Yeah. So I think that's how they were trying to get away with it. Mm hmm. But Even the other, for, I mean, you're introducing the rest of the Justice League on a laptop. That's. Yeah, yeah. let's watch some YouTube right. videos. Yeah. Uh, I still want to hear Mr. Atterbury. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to yeah. let him off the hook for this. <laughs> so. Well, I've thought, uh, I've thought a lot this week about what to say. Um, I've written a mini review in my head about five different ways. And not sure where to approach it. Um, I like the film. I won't make any bones about it. Um, and I disagree with a lot of different points that have been brought up. But that's okay. It's all good. We'll wrestle um, over that later. We'll wrestle over that later. <laughs> Frankly, in the fallout of Man of Steel, a movie which I, I really enjoyed, I I felt like what I wanted to see in this next film was a movie that addressed some of those issues directly and frankly the criticisms that I thought that some of them were, were unfairly leveled at the film so coming into this I appreciated the fact that uh, it jumped right back in to the end of Man of Steel it, wasn't, it didn't run away from that ending uh, it embraced it, embraced the fact that, that yes, you know uh, a big comic booky explosion happened and killed lots of people and uh you know, and, and I appreciate that because I, I like the fact that, um, you know, I, I enjoy the Marvel movies and I enjoy what they bring to the table. Um, so I kind of want something different in these. I just don't wa I don't want the same thing to happen here. I'd like something different. And so I like the fact that 
I actually like the fact that in this movie, there's a monument where they cop to the fact that thousands of people die when something like this happens, uh, as opposed to the Marvel movies, which they try to pretend like 20 some odd people died in Avengers. So, uh, I like that they, that they, they came into this movie, they, they, and they addressed the idea that this world we live in is kind of messy. And quite frankly, if Superman was a real person in it today, there would be a bunch of people talking heads on TV, second guessing every last little thing that he did. Um, and yet while those people are sitting around armchair quarterbacking Superman and his actions, he's out there still saving people. And so we have a movie that yes, it's, it's a little overbloated. It's a little long. Uh, but, uh, as I was telling Hero earlier tonight, uh, I kind of appreciate that. We live in this peri- this era of long form storytelling. And, uh, so I can understand how they might make the choice to tell probably a little more story than could actually fit in one movie. And it kind of frustrates me that summer movies, quote unquote, can't be three hour movies because this movie should have just been the three hour movie that they've already yes. told us is coming. Um, and so uh, I'm going to reserve my final final judgment until I see that cut of the movie because I think a lot of the the character development and some of the the plot issues are probably going to get addressed in that because let's I face agree it, with that. I mean, let's I think so. should have either yeah. That well, it, was, it was long, but it wasn't long enough for all yeah. the stuff they. And put I feel in, like when they when they needed they more cut, exposition. Yeah, and when they cut one of these summer movies down, they're going to leave all the explosions in, and they're going to cut the character development out. Yeah, and yep. so I'm looking forward to that. But I, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker. Um, <laughs> I, but the the Jesus stuff plays with me. It, it hits me where I live. I'm not going to make any bones about it. And I think the idea of Superman atoning for his mistakes <laughs> and trying to sacrifice himself. To save everyone worked for me. I wor- that ending where basically, you know, he proved what he was really all about through dying worked for me. And I like the idea that that inspired, uh, you know, Bruce to get over himself in certain respects and, and, and want to do good. This, this Batman, which I really love, this, this conflicted man who, as he says in the middle of the movie, he basically sees himself as pretty much just as much a criminal as the men that he's going after uh, finds new inspiration through Superman. That just works for me. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like the fact that we got this Dark Knight return story out of the way so that in the future, in the rest of the movies that we have coming to us, I believe we'll see Batman and Superman being never again enemies but the world's finest which is what i w- wanted to see i, I, I so. yeah i and i'm the guy i'm i'm the guy in the room that knows the least about comic books <laughs> my parents were those guys that i had to read real books damn it <laughs> and so <laughs> you know for me smarty pants gotcha. yeah and so i didn't and i didn't get that and so i i kind of came into my comic book fandom really was the dc uh, animated universe and so to me it kind of felt normal to see like batman kind of come first then we get some superman then they meet each other and they don't like each other but now we're running right into justice league and so you know that's where it's at for me i um 
I brought my kids to this movie, um, and they liked it, and we talked the whole car ride home about it and and the things that happened in it, and which we've never done that with any of the other comic book movies we've watched. So, how old are was, the kids, Dave? My kids are my youngest is uh, eight, and then my daughter is ten, and my other son is thirteen. And uh, you know, my daughter, it was interesting, you know. When that battle happened and Doomsday, you know, was starting to really win, she clung to me the whole end of the movie, and and she was sad. And uh, but then when she saw that dirt start to rise, she, you know, her face just lit up. And so, for me, as an older guy now, movies are a communal experience. I'm more excited about experiencing them with my friends and with my family than I am just seeing the movie and the story. And so, you know, that at the end of the movie. Uh, you know, my wife bawled because they played uh, uh, the bagpipes, and uh, <laughs> which that gets her every time because her dad was a policeman who died, and that happened at his funeral. So if you do that in a movie, it doesn't matter how bad the movie is, she's going to cry. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> um, that worked for them. And so and for me, it might not be perfectly my Superman, but it was for my kids. And so, you know... I think that's everybody needs a chance to get their Superman, their version, their experience with it. And so, you know, that's where I'm at with the movie. See, I I would have thought kids would have been bored with it, but apparently not. Well, Just at points. I, I've got a I've got a perspective on that. If you if you care to hear it. Yes. OK. Please. I I saw the movie on Friday with my girlfriend and her nine-year-old daughter it's her daughter she's not actually my daughter it's my girlfriend's daughter and the word bored boring didn't understand what the fuck was going well not what the fuck was going on but we didn't understand what was going on those words escaped her lips on more than one occasion and so i can't speak to every kid i'm certainly not contradicting dave i mean you know his children had the experience that they had and i'm not trying to take away from that but I would have thought that, you know, the presence of Wonder Woman in this movie would have been a, like kind of a slam dunk. And I think that it was number for my one, daughter. Yeah. Well, I, I think if she was a few years older, she would have been able to kind of make her way through the talkie scenes a little bit better. But, you know, it's there's a, a long way to go to get yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman in the costume right. for a little kid. It's a, that's a long. That's and like, it's almost like what two she, movies. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. What she gets out of it, I don't think is worth the wait. You know, so I'm not. I, I, I yeah. like Wonder Woman. I like Gal Gal, whatever her name is. Um, it was a cameo, though, pretty much. You know. Yeah, like sort of like an extended cameo, and like the yeah. only, I guess the only reluctance I had about her as an actress is that she seems a bit petite. Whereas, like the fucking word Amazon, what am I supposed yeah. to think? But you know, other than that, she was a great actress. I love the love the accent. And I don't know that Wonder Woman is necessarily the runaway smash that the marketing wonks were maybe expecting. And I can't help but think if that's maybe, like, for the last couple of TV spots that have come out, you don't see as much Wonder Woman because they realize that's not... It's almost like that... It's not that it's a non-starter. It's more that it's... That doesn't seem to be animated. Well, they couldn't show much more in the trailers than was in the movie. (laughs) That was... Pretty much everything we saw in the trailers, there was a couple more seconds in the movie. I think they showed too much in the trailers anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. Way too yeah. They should have never shown Doomsday. That should yeah. have been well, that should have been an absolute Three. secret. If and I'll, I'll, I'll throw you guys in a little quick story, just that, that I thought was shocking. My my boss's best friend growing up uh, works at 20th Century Fox in the marketing department. He's one of the really high ups. Wow. And we went to visit him one time, and he gave us the whole studio tour. And I asked him about that because he's he works in that department where they make trailers, they make the posters, and everything. And I asked him, like, straight up, I was like, why in the hell do you guys show the whole damn movie in previews? What is up with that? And he said, he goes, you know, he goes, guys like you that know, that are into movies and know what's about, we've already sold our tickets to you. We are, are testing shows that, like, we basically have to, to get more people into the theater, we basically have to show people that aren't interested, that we basically have to show them the whole movie. Everything. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise yeah, they won't show up. Before, Dave, and- and yeah, it, it oh, shocks it's me. Still inexplicable to me too. Yeah, I don't believe. Right. I still don't believe that. I think creative I, I, I advertising could have. I'm sure, there's some sound marketing science. Well, I'm just it. saying. I'm, I'm sure there that's, are. How no, they, no. that's how they see it, Bob. Like they. No, they I, see I agree. It. I didn't mean that. That it's, did it, sound a little yeah. harsh. It's, it's Star Wars. No, no, but it blows my mind too. Like well, I just, oh, I've been in marketing, and I can't believe some of the ways I was able to sell shit to people. So yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, the thing is, keep in mind, guys. That's a guy who's explaining it to somebody who's not in the business. Yeah. So he's probably taking their marketing, right. testing and stuff and oversimplifying it. Well, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I mean that that is a method that they can prove mathematically that works. There, that doesn't mean there the- isn't are other methods, but that's oh, it's still causation and method. That's all you have to do <laughs> is tell the people causation. in the cutting room, you know, just cut a mini version of the movie. Add yeah. a lot of problems. Well, part, part of that now, though, too, is is that opening weekend is the metric for everything now. Yeah. It, yeah. Nothing is allowed yeah. to play. It has to play that first three oh, days. Too, pre-sales yeah. now is they're starting to, right. you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's well, a changing market. Did anyone <laughs> else do, like, a really extensive just nitpick list? Because... I, can, I, run, I got a lot of nitpicks. I, I could run down some, and can, can, I, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out why this movie enraged me so much. I, but can, can watching it a second time, I actually simultaneously enjoyed it more and hated it more, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. But well, right. dude, I mean, this is a big subject for us, I, Scott. It's it's kind of asking a lot that you know you've seen the movie once or even twice, yeah. and now you're supposed to commit to what. Like your definitive opinion about something, it's that's kind of asking a lot, dude. So I wouldn't. Yeah, no, no, my no. opinion, I'm sure, is going to change the more I watch it. I I have a different opinion after watching it twice, and I know that when the Blu-ray comes out, and I'm sitting over there. Oh yeah. I'm pointing. I'm pointing at my yeah. big screen TV, by the way. Uh, <laughs> once I'm sitting over out. there, six inches away from that puppy, uh, I'm going to have different opinion of it too. And it's weird because. Paul would say no, he wouldn't recommend it. Thumbs down. Dave said yes, and I agreed with both of them. Well, that's <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> it depends on who's asking me. That's yeah. That's, that's, that's right. right. I give it a mixed review because Scott Gardner, as if he's going to go like, "Well, do you think I should go see it?" <laughs> I would say you should definitely not go see it because it'll be the movie falling down all over again. You know, <laughs> but there's other people that I know that, that aren't as invested in the character. Character, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who, frankly, they just want to see stuff too. They just yeah. it, it, there, there's some people they just want like they just want to see Batman, and then they're, well, they're gonna get a good good Batman in it. There's even a, I, I and I I gave it 
extra little, you know, millimeter of points for having a mention of Mask of the Phantasm in there. Even though it was sort of like, it was sort of like they pushed it home a little too much, but then I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Nobody's, unless you know Mask of the Phantasm, are are, going to know that. I missed it. He said, uh, um, Alfred said something to the point of like, how do you know it's a he? It could be a she or some kind of phantasm. Yes, what the referencing. I remember that now. Uh, Speaking of references, uh, which Robin do you think that is in that costume? The dead. If it's anything other than Jason, I I have to. I'm sorry. This is not a fair, just, or sane universe. I mean, yeah. So it has to be Jason. It can't be Dick Grayson. It's going to be be Dick Grayson because we got to deal. I think (laughs) it's going to be Dick Grayson too. I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Dick Grayson. Although I'd love to see. You're never going to know. Uh, you don't think so? You don't think they'll ever let us know in the Batman movies? Yeah, you know, they might have flashbacks in that. I think you know? they will. It doesn't have to be flashbacks. They've or if it grayed up his hair. They put, they've put. they added gray to his hair. They could just take that out yeah. and do a yeah. younger Batman. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he can do a younger Batman. I think that's what's going to be. We're going to see... I don't know what we're going to see in the Batman well, hell, I mean, movies. I'm looking Bat- forward to the Batfleck movie. I, I wouldn't too. be surprised if... Suicide Squad flashes back to the the death I, I of I was going to just say that Robin. hero. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, Joker's a lot in of there. That. It's Suicide yeah. Squad. I don't know if the rumors are true. They say that they're reshooting or adding reshooting uh, funnier scenes to add to to light because Suicide the trailer Squad. with a humor. Film with a Joker in it. They're the, adding humor. The trailer. <laughs> I guess the trailer that with with um, Bohemian Rhapsody and it played so well and and tested so well. Yeah, and they re- that had like every joke in the. They re- they realized yeah. literally had every joke in the movie in it, and they were like, "Oh, these Ooh. the jokes played really well. We need to get we need to put more levity in it, and maybe also com- combined with all the reviews, like the first couple days of Man of Steel, complaining about the somber tone and lack of fun or you know. Right. Upbeatness or or humor or whatever, so maybe that that could have been a factor too. But I yeah, I read that same story. I have not seen a trailer for Suicide Squad. I don't think it's worth I've, it. You're, you do track it. Oh, this is one of the greatest well, movie trailers that has ever been. It's a good. Ever it's been a kind of what you to go wrong with Rhapsody. That helped a lot. But See, yeah, yeah, like, when that first came out, it was like, wow, too. this looks so much more fun than. The Batman versus Superman stuff. Well, it looked, like, it looked like a different thing. It looked like yeah. this is more. It had. It's full. It's dark, but there's like popping like neon colors in it and stuff. So it's got and different look to is it. In it. Batfleck is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the oh, Batman. Yeah. Oh, that's the, right. Ben Affleck Batman will be uh, probably long shots. I don't know that he'll actually, you know, be do important. In it, yeah, but he'll do something. Oh, oh, kind of story. I gotta give it props just for giving us a really, really hideous looking killer croc because it would have been very easy to tone that down, and they didn't. Yeah. No, I think I I think we have a possibility in the future because I think they're setting up a decent universe, even in spite of the the darkness and the Zack Snyder stuff. I don't even want to say his name because every time I even think of his name, I take off another point. (laughs) 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 But um. Oh, I'm being harsh, but well, this, uh, I think no, no you're pretty, not. No, right, well, no. I think they have they have set up a pretty decent universe, and I don't think the tone will stay as dark as Batman no. v Superman. I think it's going to get lighter and better. Um, well, better is a judgment call, but I think lighter yeah. in tone uh, 
from here on. I think we're going to see closer to Avengers-type stuff, but they're not going there. Avengers-type Marvel, they're two different they're apples well, and oranges, except for costume characters. But it's except, almost unfair to... Except to Warner them. Brothers is trying to... Well, to can I do the model, but doing it badly? Well, can I? I disagree. Can, can I, I, mean, I, I disagree with that too. Sort of pose a question on that on that subject to the like to the group. Yeah, um, sure. Like the everybody's comparing Marvel and in DC, which I think is an unfair comparison because it's such apples and oranges. Because it there's, is. There's, there's the 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 Marvel that's doing you know the Iron Man, Captain America, Avengers movies, and then there's the Marvel. That's all. That's you know Sony, Sony and yeah, grimdark. And, and then there's and then you know DC is D, DC well, is Warner Brothers. It's a different beast. Yeah. It's a studio, yeah. big studio doing it. They don't, and they're take and and Marvel is taking the approach of their their approach, which is blasting more at a lighter tone, maybe playing to more of an audience, and DC is taking the more like. Let's put this in the hand of someone who's, in Zack Snyder's case, quote unquote, an auteur, and um, you know, make let make movies that are very, that are more contentious, you know, and polarizing, and or potentially like that, maybe if purposely or not that, but you know, that are more just. I don't know if taking risks or having well, we're going to go on the dark tone or something. I, people criticize him for that approach. I think that's a, a valid approach in art and yeah. filmmaking. Is mm-hmm. you, you, I'll, I'll give them points for not trying to appeal to everybody, you know. Yeah. And, like, yeah. but I'll, I take all those points away and extra points for going like, let's put it in Zack Snyder's hands instead of begging George Miller to come and. I know. No, I have no problem with the concept you or know, the premise a, or it being darker or more realistic. It's just, yeah, their execution Batman has been so freaking yeah. sloppy. A controversial Batman <laughs> versus Superman in the hands of George Miller could have been, you know, and it, and it. That's the thing. I mean, look, fans had their chance on that. All right. I just say fuck you to those people, because back in 2007, George Miller was was ready, willing and able to direct a Justice League movie. He was fucking Nolan Nazis of the world went ahead and pissed all over it. And they basically train wrecked the. No, I'm sorry. I'm fucking sick of people saying that. No offense, Chris, but that's just fucking bullshit. Well, I didn't know about that. Not because I mean, it was cast. I didn't realize. Oh, he was doing pre-production work. He had they were they they had people like showing up in Australia to shoot the goddamn thing. And then it was. Your cast. guy from your guy from oh, Jesus. Wow. That, that makes me even sadder. Yeah, the, Miller the, was going to do it. He was going yeah. to do it. The script and, is out there online. So yeah, it's there. It, it was it was going to happen. And uh, Trenders is absolutely right. Well, Something happened, and all of a sudden they got into this. Oh, Nolan! It was the word Batman again. All of a sudden. Well, Batman. Well, it made a Batman. lot of money, and people really like those movies. <laughs> yes, but, they you do. Know, well, that was I mean, still a year away. I mean, no one knew that yeah. the Dark Knight was going to become the Dark fucking Night. I mean, no one was right. expecting that. But it, yeah. but and, same, and look, here's another thing. Like, as far as this whole Marvel thing is concerned, I mean, you know, I know that the Marvel fans love these love making comparisons, so by all means, assholes, let's make some fucking comparisons here. <laughs> At this same exact approximate, like this equivalent point in Marvel's release uh, process, they had released one movie that had done okay, and then they had released another movie that I don't give a shit what anybody says, fucking tanked at the box office. Warner Brothers, meanwhile, with their second DCEU movie, collectively, they're closing in now on a billion dollars worldwide, right. 
just between those two films. So, I mean, you know, the way things no, are shaping up right now, game, set, match. No, their, stra- their strategy is, is a successful strategy. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's just that there's always this taters uh, comparison, like the I don't know this weird Coke versus Pepsi shit that's going on, and it's always yeah, well, it's, that Marvel it, is, is ahead of the pack. It's a false, I'm not seeing it. It's a, no, it's I'm a not false. saying I mean, it that way anyway because I mean most people are used to all of the comic movies now anyway. They're not kind of confused as to what they're about, so they're going to go see them anyway. Yeah. So pretty much everything that's comic based from say three years ago, four years, whatever. They're yeah. just going to go. The general public's going to go out and see now. Yeah, you know, not well, just and, the comic. And, here, so and here's I, why I, I think. Yeah, don't and I know think there was that has anything to do with it. Well, I think that's why they were smart to just go ahead and be like, "Hey, let's just hmm. jump into this Justice League." They don't need yeah. to spend five, six films building up to it. They've they've explained to the general audiences who aren't comic book fans what's going on over in the Marvel movies. So basically, Warner Brothers let Marvel do the heavy lifting for them. Now they can just. <laughs> Jump right into Justice League mm-hmm. and no valid point. Plus, I mean, plus the fact uh, DC characters, I think, are still uh, more well known. Everybody knows Superman, Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, yep. Green Lantern. They know those yeah. guys before the Iron Man movies and before uh, what's his face that I've drawn a blank on his name for God's sake. Tony Stark, who's playing Stony Robert, Robert uh, Downey Jr. Downey yeah. Jr. Yeah. Uh, before he jumped into the Iron Man suit. I'm guaranteeing you, three out of ten people on the street only knew who Iron Less. Man was. People, Less, that. Less yeah. than that. Yeah. Nobody like knew who the hell Iron Man Marvel was. Character. Yeah, so they they could not do an Avengers movie until they explained who all their guys were. DC can give you a Justice League movie tomorrow if they wanted to, and will True. pack the place, and then yeah. let everybody come out of that and have their own individual movies. Well, and, that, and that's something else. I mean, look, I've wanted to, something like this ever since I was a kid, you know, and at every step of the way, there's always been some fucking retarded reason not to do it, you know, right. like it, when yeah. Kevin Smith was writing that abortion of a script uh, that ended up withering on the vine because a bunch of know-it-all fans decided that, hey, we shouldn't do this right now. There was a Batman Superman team up movie that almost happened like 2000, 2001, and then some jackass, probably that fat fuck from Ain't It Cool News, Harry Knowles, that guy probably <laughs> spoke up and said, hey, we need to make individual franchises first. They made individual fucking franchises first. You know, we can't do a Batman-Superman team-up movie now. We need to do sequels. And then so they fucking do their sequels. Now, we, we, we can't do a Batman-Superman team-up movie now because now we need to let these uh, – we need to let Nolan and Singer do their, do their fucking trilogy. It's like there's always some goddamn reason to always have to wait until later. And maybe I don't have the right to be as impatient as I am considering how young I am. But fucking shit, dude. I mean, I'm not getting any younger here. I've been wanting this all my life, and it's like now that it's finally happening, you know, I kind of have to wonder if people even really want this just because of the amount of fucking griping that has happened. Well, that's that's guys who among us thought like ten years ago there's going to be a Suicide Squad movie. Number one and number two, people are going to be fucking excited for it. Who would have? Nobody. A Suicide Squad movie. But an Aquaman it would have it would have been an Aquaman movie, and it will probably get better reviews. And I'm, that's actually the one Batman I'm, I'm probably Superman. looking most forward to. Is oh, Aquaman. stoked for Aquaman. Well, somebody earlier, somebody earlier in this conversation said that Zack Snyder is very busy, uh, which he is now. He's going to be doing the Justice League, that, you know, in spite of all the petitions and people and the bullshit on the internet. <laughs> that's not yeah, how silly. That ain't going to happen. Well, Zack Snyder yeah. is part of the DCEU for certain things, but what if we he's just not going to be doing. 
Well, he's not going to be doing Wonder Woman. He's not going to be doing Flash. He's not going to be doing Green Lantern. He's not going to be doing Aquaman. And I don't think, and he's not going to be doing Batman's individual movies. And somebody earlier said, after all this stuff, he'll be too busy. They'll give the Man of Steel movies to somebody else. Well, okay, good, because maybe they will. Maybe there is that little silver lining in all of this that because he's doing all these other stuff they will give us a standalone Superman part two or whatever uh, but Snyder will not be directing it. What's the point anymore? Uh, I, I consider you probably a much more fanatical Superman fan than I could ever dream of being but <laughs> just I, I think you mentioned it but they killed Clark fucking Kent. They killed yeah. Clark Where Kent. Where do you go from there? They killed no, Clark Kent. No, Clark Kent was declared... It's one dead. half I mean, the story of yeah, Superman. They buried him. They, they buried him. Yeah. yeah. It was in the, the Daily Planet. There was oh, a... Oh, his actual body? There's when he died there's in the no, comics, he was missing. Right. Yeah. Thought dead. And right. they never actually found the body and buried him. In this right. movie, they buried... This is one of my biggest problems. You know what, guys? And, 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 and after a- listening to uh, Trentis, his retrospective the other day, and about the idea that Smallville, you know, that there... It was kind of an open secret in town. I, I tend to believe that everybody in that town knew that they were burying the real Superman there in that coffin. I, I mean, I think that... Are we, I think Clark well, yeah, Kent is a human torch thing where Clark everyone Kent just knows he's Clark Kent, but they're just saying, "Yeah, yeah." I, that he was likes un- putting the glasses on. Clear whether it, <laughs> he had been outed as super as Superman as no Clark Kent as the same person, so they just buried them both. I would hope everyone at their freaking newspaper would figure it out <laughs> after the events of Man of Steel when Superman, when the bad guys <laughs> from another planet showed up in his hometown to attack his mom. Right, I think, right. So yeah, that could have been a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. There are. I know there Sloppy. have been stories where people have been buried alive. It depends how they say he died. <laughs> you know, no. You know, no, be, no, you know no. The, the, there was vibrations on the coffin. That's him knocking the grave. People notice and they take him out and go, "Oh, you're not dead. Great, fantastic." Okay. Clark well, Kent's half of the possibilities, but they're saying that they will figure out a way to bring. If they want to go in that direction, yeah. they will figure out a way. To well, you know, if this was the Silver Age, they would just say, "Whoops, he's alive! Yay!" I lost oh, my memory. Flash has come back. I've been staggering into the, the desert. Movie. Movie. But, but the, but the, the contrivances nice. that they've already done to get where what they've had to show in Man of Steel in this movie, you you can't walk you put, you can't lose. You can you can come up with um, might as well go for anything. You know, you yeah. could you yeah. could he could be a clone. Well, hey, well, guys, look, I mean... Or he could pretend yeah. to be a clone. Yeah. And here's the thing, I mean, with all that kind of stuff. Which which of these two things is harder to believe? Somebody was wrongfully declared dead or an alien from outer fucking space flies around and saves us? Which of those right, is... Right, right, right. Oh, do you want to be the grounded, realistic yes, Superman it's, it's or the old not. Johnny Carson thing. If you buy the premise, you buy the bit. So yeah. we buy the premise that Superman exists. So if we buy that... Then pretty much anything else, if they tell us right, if they do it right, we should be right there along with them and say, of course, that's a fun way to bring him back. Well, that's that's fine, but I don't trust this particular writing directing team to do it. Uh, Goyer is gone. They're not going to do it though. Goyer is gone. He's gone, and so is Zack Snyder on Superman. I think we've seen. Yeah. 
I think we've seen the last Zack Snyder yeah, directed yeah, Superman, Zimmer's except gone. for the Justice. Are they gone? Are they gone? They're not directing it. Are they? Or are they truly gone? Because. Chris Nolan still has his fingerprints on things, even though he's gone. I well, Goyer, Goyer is gone, gone. Zack Snyder still has his fingers in the DCEU, but so does Ben Affleck, so does... Um, Chris Terrio. Chris Terrio, exactly. There's a whole list Didn't of guys. Didn't he teach John right? Travolta how to dance? Right. That was Danny Terrio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, Danny Terrio? Oh, cool. Chuck. Ooh. That would be awesome. <clears throat> well, also something I want to get out too, right because here. I bet this is a controversial with this little group here. Uh, nah. uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this right off, just to go ahead and get it out. Uh, Jesse Eisen, what's his face? Love it. Okay, yeah. he no. was my fa- second favorite Lex Luthor of all time. Of all live action Lex Luthers, he's my time? second favorite of all time. Space Invaders, of course, right? First favorite was Rosenbaum on Smallville. Is it said that my first favorite Lex Luthor and my first favorite Batman are both animated? Yeah. Well, that doesn't count. Why I don't I don't put the animation because they're not. It's a whole different. That's different. Yeah. Live action. I, I, again, I, I thought his acting was fine for how the part was written. I yeah. hated how the part was well, written. I understand he was, why he wasn't Joker, like people I, said. I'll he bring was. up a point there. If I, I understand why people, but I loved him. I absolutely I thought he was if, psychotic, maniac, and we we saw him in uh, so many really good moments of being that psychotic, but being controlled, deranged, being a strange, Lex. I mean. psychotic genius and controlling. Everything. So we look at the movie the second time around, knowing that from the get-go, from the yeah. absolute beginning of this movie, Lex Luthor is pulling all the strings. Well, let me let me yeah, ask right. you, since he was controlling everything, what was he going to do if Doomsday killed Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman? Uh, That's a damn good yeah, question. You I, know what? Like, my, my thought on that is he knows Darkseid is coming. He's yep. already he knows. off the fire. It doesn't even matter. He's yeah. not. I think See, that needed to be. I didn't have a problem with the performance or how it was written. I just thought it was pretty good. Um, but there was a disconnect in that we kind of saw him go from manic genius to really losing his Unhinged. shit. Yeah, yeah and then and the, the deleted scene they showed where he's interacting with, I think it was what, young, I don't know. One of the fourth, one of the new gods or something, one of Darkseid's people, yeah, and the mother boxes, it kind of shows where he went insane, right. you know, or why he knows. There's just like no good reason for why he knows like Darkseid's coming. He already other than, also something I should other than like accessing the ship. I mean, which is where I figured out he got the information. Well, but. I can't believe the federal government or the government, whoever was in charge of the Kryptonian technology, left it would in the middle let Lex Luthor by himself no, without un, being unsupervised in you any way. You mean the shape government would let somebody my, do that for money? No, oh. no. <laughs> I, like, my problem. My problem Why is this ship still that? in the middle of the city, no. though? I mean, that's my point on. right there. Maybe there how, stup- how stupid is Superman to leave Kryptonian technology laying around in the middle of the fucking street? Well, exactly. actually, I that's gave him a pass about right that because yeah. maybe he can't touch it. Maybe there's the radiation yeah, I, 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 going I, I on I can overlook part of that because our government... I call bullshit. Because but why isn't the government hauling it off to Area 51? Forcibly taking it away from the government. He was and just taken out of the town. Taking a satellite, which I think he'll end up doing. And yeah, I think he'll, he'll, he had no I reason agree. to distrust yeah. the government. At yeah. that yeah. point, he didn't. And he was Man of Steel, he took a billion-dollar freaking satellite there, or drone it was, and shoved it down <laughs> the general's face. 
<laughs> he has no concern about the government. I, I'll, I'll raise I'll raise a point on that one. Uh, in Man of Steel, it showed implicitly that you needed to have one of those Kryptonian keys to get anything out of that ship. And that's the other point. Yeah, You're not telling me that Lex Luthor can bypass Kryptonian technology just by peeling off the dead skin from Zod to access that? See, I'm too much of a nerd. I'm Didn't he have Zod's command key, though, as well? I thought yeah. he put that in. Oh, that was the whole thing. I mean, that's comic book logic right there. I mean, it, well, that's, yeah. that yeah. laser, it doesn't. That, yeah, I mean, that's a little more difficult than, than Zod or yeah. Lex manipulating yeah. the Fortress of Solitude. Well, you, you, you guys, Bing brings up a good point on comic book logic. Because if yeah. this is, and this is a problem I had with the Nolan Batmans, too, especially the last one. I thought was especially guilty of it where it's like okay we're going to take this and seriously do what this would be like in the real world but in order to do it they have to rely on comic book contrivances to do it because yep. it's a comic book movie well, yeah, you so can't get away from it's it. a fine line to walk you can't get, really away, you can't you can't get, get away, away from it so, and it doesn't so matter you, even you in the same not really mix if you're going to mix reality and superhero movies you're going to get something like hero at large or super or something like that that's its own thing but if you're going to take superheroes and try to make them real the more you try the more you're going to have to introduce something that's comic book logic well obviously I don't care it doesn't matter how good Batman's armor was in that one scene when they're first together and Superman just shoves him through a wall I don't care how good your armor is you get shoved through a wall you're going to break every bone in your body so Batman in this movie is not a normal human in a bat suit. He's a superhero. You don't jump off of a plane right. 40 feet through a window, bang up through the stuff. It's all the typical stuff. It's Batman is a superhero in this movie. And right. that's I how mean, Batman if, always If you're going to be realistic, you're going to have Batman's going to be more like Rambo and be tucking a bone back into his leg. Or exactly. Something, right. you exactly. Know? So, I mean... So they it, do it serious, but you did too. You know, it's like okay, this is gritty and realistic. Yet at the same time, we're talking about God and gods and, and using comic books. <laughs> I want, I want. Well, other genres have their own conventions that no one seems to be all that fussy about. I mean, how many times have you seen a horror movie where somebody <laughs> survives some kind of impossible oh, yeah. injury? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, oh, people seem to roll with that. Yeah, it's speaking of impossible it's injuries, exactly. Batman is dead from like the first time he gets thrown through a fucking building. I don't yeah. care what kind of armor yeah, exactly. he's got. Right. Well, and exactly. there is no armor in the world that's going to be able to armor your head from getting shot in the head point blank. I, there's fucking nothing that's going to do that. You're, exactly. you're dead. Oh, oh something else I forgot to mention to you guys. When I saw it, oh, when I saw it the second time on Friday, um, uh, most of you guys know I'm visually, you know, blind as a, I can't see. So uh, movie theaters have these little devices for the visually impaired. And it's like somebody is reading the script. I took my own headphones. And uh, while you're watching the movie, um, somebody is actually reading the script or talking, telling you what's going on on screen. And the reason I mention this is somebody just mentioned the mother box a minute ago. See, we comic book nerds know that was the mother box, but the script didn't call it a mother box. The narrator didn't call it a mother box. Nobody on screen called it a mother box. They didn't explain anything about that being the fourth world or dark side stuff. None of that. In the script, it just calls it an alien device. Um, But I think that was interesting that 
reading the script or having the script being read to you while you're watching the movie, except for the dialogue parts, it stopped talking when the dialogue parts. But it seemed like they never called her Wonder Woman. They called her Miss Prince in the very last scene when she stood at the funeral with Bruce Wayne. Up to that point, she was a statuesque beauty. That's Ooh. that's how she was referred to throughout the entire movie. A statuesque, the statuesque beauty looks at Bruce Wayne. Uh, Bruce Wayne follows her with his eyes longingly across the wall. The wall. So even when the dialogue up. names her, the script or this narration thing doesn't. Right. Well, Does not mention her at all. Fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Well, I assume it's because the the script may have all of this stuff in it, but because it's not mentioned in the film, the narration might not be able to, so it doesn't confuse whoever is listening right, to it. Right. Exactly. And I was wondering. That's what. That's a, something that brought up a whole point to me. And I'd like to find the original scripts to these to see how much. What are they telling me? Because it was read. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't interfere with the thing. It didn't interfere with the movie at all. It didn't take away from the movie at all. Um, but it, for me, second time through, they described things that are going on on screen that I did not see for the first time. That that um, uh, you just don't see they, they, because there's a, it's a very dark movie, sloppy cuts, quick cuts. Yeah. And jumping around all over the place. So visually handicapped guys, if you need to try to focus on something to see what it is, uh, yeah, you can hang it up in this movie. So, uh, I mean, for example, I didn't even know that it was Superman that had kicked the Batmobile. I thought the Batmobile just kind of bounced off of him. It did. I, yeah. I thought so, too. Yeah, I thought so, too. But in the narration, he it says Superman kicks the Batmobile. <laughs> no, he didn't kick it. He just oh, drives it right into him. I kind of like that better, actually, him it bouncing off him if he's kicking it. Yeah. I thought it crashed into him, and then he kind of kicked it away. Uh, According to the narration, uh, the Batmobile uh, uh, paused, aims, guns, uh, Batman guns it to, well, I forget the exact, but it was like, you know, foot to the floor, charges at Superman, Superman kicks it away. See, I did, I took none of that from it. To me, he was driving, he drove around the corner. Yeah, right. He drove around a corner, chasing someone, saw Superman, was going, oh, crap. I have yep. no idea how I'm getting past him. Maybe try driving through him. It didn't happen. Yeah, just yep. He tried right to off, drive yeah. through him, you know, and but, as it got close, Superman apparently just kicked him away. See, I thought he just stood there to yeah. I thought he show Batman too. that he just stood there to say, you ain't shit, <laughs> is what he stood I, I there saying. Batman Ooh. had time to turn off. Yeah, you know. but you see that scene right there is a great example. See how quickly that scene happened. You guys can see. Did they show Superman's foot kicking the Batmobile? No. I don't no. remember seeing. No, he's standing yeah. there like a statue, and it just yeah. stinks. Uh, and I mean, it bounces right off. They showed that shot through, in all the trailers. Yeah, well, the first time through, I thought it too. I thought he just that the Batmobile bounced off of him. Yeah, uh, but the narration said kicked. And I went, whoa, really? Huh. Hmm. Well, so, maybe that's an easier thing if somebody's like visually impaired. How do you describe in a bouncing like, it I guess off, that, yeah. yeah, but if you say, "Well, Superman kicks it," well, you, they'll understand what the hell just happened. Or if you right. say, bounce off, what the hell happened? You know, right. what, what do you do? Throw a spit wad at him? What happened? Yeah, so that's interesting. That brings up a whole other thing that I was talking to somebody else about: the service huh. that provides this talking thing. Um, who does it? What? Is, where is their source? Do they do it for all yeah. movies? And it just so brings up so many other, you know, are from the film. Exactly, exactly. Is it the local theater that provides them? I wouldn't think so. That would be very expensive. It uh, has to come from the theater or the house. movie itself. I, 
Yeah, I would think that that's something the studio probably provides. Right. I, I would, I would I, think they so provide too. the soundtrack. The, the uh, movie theater doesn't have to create their own soundtrack. The, exactly. And they should, I'm thinking well, they should anymore. include this. You know, they, they yeah, include the closed caption stuff on well, the Blu-ray and the DVDs. A lot, a lot of to pop up. stuff uh, now yeah. has that, the the cat, the. Uh, the voice, the yeah, digital yeah. voice, something or other. Yeah, and Good I point. mean now, like on Netflix too, a lot of the stuff yeah. there, the secondary Season audio option is, is for it. that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. The first cool. time I, uh, I guess Daredevil, the first place I saw a TV show probably needs yeah. that. Daredevil the movie was the first place I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Are, what you know, really? Yeah, they had that the, for the movie. <laughs> For, for the for the original Daredevil DVD, I bought it. Um, I stuck it on. I was going, oh, for visually impaired, it's going, oh, it just describes the movie to you. Very oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go back to buy it. Maybe Man of Steel has it, because I know Man of Steel has a caption uh, and a commentary. There's a commentary on it, but I thought it's just some, you know, a couple of other people talking about it while the movie's going on. Mm. But, Usually. Uh, huh. I need to look more into that, but well, we it was a very cool over, experience, actually. We, we glossed over something a, a little while back. You know, I've seen... Like from this has actually been kind of interesting, you know. Jesse Eisenberg in this movie is kind of an interesting Rorschach test for fandom. <laughs> and right. that, you know, you can pick the Superman fan out because if they don't object to Jesse Eisenberg, ten to one they're probably a Superman fan. But I've had like we're talking about like <clears throat> core Batman fans here, right? Trying to lecture me, the lifelong Superman fan, what Lex Luthor should and should not be, <laughs> and usually it's a. It's like it's a weird variation on either needs more Gene Hackman or needs more Clancy Brown. Right. But but I've I, no John I'm not a, Oh, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm talking about, you know, Batman fans. And it, it's mm-hmm. just it's kind of I'll be honest, it's kind of condescending for a Batman fan to tell me as a Superman fan what I need to look for in in these movies. And I said, fuck you, dude. You know, I mean, uh, whatever. It's. Up. I've been dealing with condescending fans telling me why I should think about Superman since oh eighty two. So I'm the one you need to listen to, though. All right. <laughs> I remember. I, I remember to... in the mid '60s, my older cousin saying, "Why are you still reading that? Have you tried right. this?" And, and shows me a Marvel, you know, an X Men comic, and says, "You really need to be reading these." My cousin was two years older, and he was totally into Marvel, and. Um, uh, I don't know. I just kept reading Marvel and thinking, too many thought bubbles. I don't give a shit. Why the hell? You've got superpowers, for God's sake. Why are you bitching because you can't get a date? I, yeah, give me the superpowers and stop bitching about having superpowers. I, mean, I only got into reading comics properly about 16 <laughs> years ago. You know, uh, I just took pretty much what I liked from everywhere. Marvel, DC, whatever else and just went with it because everyone was telling good stories somewhere well that's right. kind of the beauty of coming to comics maybe a little later in life yeah. is that you you don't grow up with or uh, you know it's like coke and pepsi kind of you you grow up reading and be, and you have a brand loyalty kind of built in but i yeah. i like characters i don't follow writers and i think that's something that has yeah. changed in modern comic bookdom fandom uh, yeah. Or at least maybe more people like that are coming in that follow uh, a writer or an artist. So if Neil Gaiman writes something, they're going to read it, whether it's, you know, Batman or Green Arrow or whatever. They don't care whether it's Marvel or DC. They're following that writer. If you like Grant Morrison, you're going to go follow him wherever he goes. I like Superman, and I hope 
that DC gets a good writer and, a, and an artist on him. But I'm going to read Agreed. them whether they put crap out or not, and it just irritates me sometimes. You, you and me both, Bob. I'm I'm right behind you. Same, everything you just said, same thing. Yeah. I'm more about the character and then uh, the writer. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's one of the things about, and I don't mean to dominate this thing, Brent. I'll bring it back to Batman versus Superman. I got uh, some fast Batman fans when you're done, Bob. You got Batman fans? I don't have any Batman friends, I don't think. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. It's, it's the opening scene of this movie. It actually, is a, it's a question for the group. The opening scene of the movie is, again, the Batman origin, the death of the Waynes. They had to do it. They had to do movie. that for the Martha bit. It's, yeah. he, he, it's for much two reasons. I, yeah. I, I, I know the bit. That the and apparently our, the audience is so stupid they had to do it again to remind us. Okay, okay, that's Martha. not, that's well, not the point. Really, did they no. cover it in the previous films? They focused on the dead more in the Nolan ones, and they didn't really bring it up much in the earlier ones, so yeah. I can see why they did it this way. But it's a new so, Batman. It's a new franchise. Yeah. Every time there's going to be a new Batman, you had to say, why is this guy different than the Nolan Batman? Now, granted, it's the same thing. Parents come out of a movie, they get shot, pearls fall. Okay. Now, we as Superman, listen, we've all, we all know it. We've seen it a thousand times. We didn't I won a thousand and one. Give me another one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't need it. But any time you do a Batman, new Batman story, it had to be there. And uh, I think it was a little but bit hey, wrong. At personally. least it was short. I mean, let's, I mean, right. let, it was a one scene origin story. Exactly. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully going forward with some of these other characters like Spider-Man coming into Marvel again, that, that we can go this route. We right. can say, OK. Let's quick just, little you know, flashback and move on. God, I, yep. I, I disagree with the thought that it had to be there, though, because I think even the general populace all knows. And that it was short. It was do, like do they, eight minutes. Do they know <laughs> that his yeah. mom's name's Martha? Because it's well, it, I think the whole Martha, the, the whole Martha thing in the movie was stupid. Martha, I threw your heart, but you say the name Martha, and all of a sudden I stop. Right. See, I yeah, like. But, see, I another the moment listen, I would have shown that scene. Listen, I would have shown Chris, that scene. What was your question? Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, I was trying to get back to that. Sorry. Well, my my point was is that as a comic book fan, and we've seen all these things. I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, damn, again? All right, whatever. And I had those thoughts. Yeah, you have to show this because whatever, new guy. But the funny thing was is that some guy just about a row behind me or two and over audibly in the movie went, fucking again? So I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I probably did, too. I like that it wasn't opera, though, this time. And he it was the Marcus Zorro. Zorro. This was yeah. awesome. Yeah. They took that right what, from What me. else was on? There was something else. The Marcus Zorro. Excalibur. 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 It was ah, actually it was play, and the right? Superman death scene was totally. I can't be the only one that thinks this was the Arthur Mordred death scene in Excalibur. Pretty oh. much, it was completely. But I'm going to go back to whoever said it earlier. It was not a death. It wasn't a uh, a murder. That Doomsday didn't beat Superman. Superman uh, committed suicide. Amen. Hmm. He could have, and it would have been so okay. spectacular for him or Lois or somebody in the middle of that fight to throw that spear to Wonder Woman, her shove it through dark, I mean, to doomsday, and, uh, oh, God, it would have been spectacular. And, and okay, okay, I've got a question. Uh, I've got a question okay. for people. And logical. Yeah. And logical. Uh, when did Lois become psychic, or what did I miss? Psychic about what? She goes back to get the spear. Why? Well, 
quote. Wait, someone told her about somebody. Did she Lamb? see the spear, or somebody told her about? Yeah, it? no, she took no, the no, spear no, no. and she threw it in the water. Bad spear, kill Superman. I throw it in yes. the water. Yeah. Then, when the spear was needed, although she, she doesn't know that she's sitting in that room, she goes, she goes and tries to get the spear and gets trapped under the water. I still and, say Aquaman should have burst out with oh, the yeah. spear at that when point. Oh yeah, when did Lois Morse code that all, that Superman would know it was her? I think he's tuned to I think her he was self. going it's really, really she, she she bangs her hand on cement. No, and she was screaming underwater. Remember she she yeah, he may not have known it was her though. He may have heard someone in distress and gone to save them. Because right. there weren't thousands. Only concerned with saving Lois mostly. <laughs> right. He well, probably he could have heard it and then X-ray vision and saw it was Lois. But you know that's going to be one of the problems. They were mugging his mother. One of the jokes that I've heard about this movie as is that if you want to be saved by Superman, make sure your name is Lois Lane. <laughs> or Martha. Yeah. Or Martha. Okay. Martha. Martha. Superman didn't save Martha. Yeah. Batman she, saved Martha. If, if Lois saved the whole movie, the idea that love. shouldn't even heard his mother being mugged. Right. He did. Well, <laughs> he, did. he heard her getting he heard attacked that and steal. He was saving Lois that same moment though. So. And shouldn't yeah. he just have saved her instead of trying to convince the guy who was going to try and kill him to help him? Listen, well, uh, yeah, that, that there are a lot of logical. Could have been in, uh, avoided with thirty seconds of conversation with Batman and Superman yeah. as grown grown men. Oh, listen, said, Superman should have flown down there and in ten seconds, let's face it, grabbed Batman they, and they, said, they, "Hey, Lex Luthor has my mother." He said to come here and get your head. Blah blah blah. This is a situation. He did I, try. I don't know. I think try. And even if you don't want to help me, her name is Martha. He, he did try. Him, he called him Bruce from the jump. Your name was Mark. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Who just said that? Called him Bruce. Was that Dave? That was me. It was Chris. No, it was Chris. Yeah. Oh, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he tried. He came down. Yeah, he landed like kind of a prick. Like, hey, I'm in That's your true. face. But He landed he like did. he saw too many Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man landings. But And, and he also didn't <laughs> slug him initially. He gave him that little no. push like, I'm trying to talk to you. Just back right. away for a second. He tried. Yeah. Right. But all Bruce wasn't do, having it. All he had to do is float about 15 feet in the air and, and say, let's continue this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Batman had which point Batman grenades. would have used his grapple and pull him down. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. He could have yeah. 500 feet in the air and talked in super voice. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, he is super ventriloquism. Just loud, man. It's loud. Since we're on the ending, guys, I, I have Max to say. Hear him yeah. I'd kill his mom. I want, I want to say, though, this. Like, I mean, come on. They. It, they were listening to the internet at some point because Doomsday shows up. Yeah. And what's the first thing Superman does? He grabs him and tries to flow him and throw him into the sun. All you guys who brought that up last time over and over again, <laughs> he fucking tried it. It didn't work. But that's yeah, yeah, it was I one know, of that was Zack Snyder's little oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah, and, you know? and and they made sure to have people go like go over there. There's well that part of the oh. city's evacuated. Yep, they said it twice. Nobody's around, and then they right. moved into the island. It's uninhabited. All you Marvel fans can calm down. There's nobody around. Because <laughs> yeah, you could because you could evacuate a major city that yeah, it was after the business hours. Well, oh, okay. Okay. You, they you, live you in the Long Island of Gotham. They don't work. You, 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 come, <laughs> you come over to Manhattan and you try and, and evacuate it. <laughs> who keeps two... What, what fucked up country keeps two cities like Gotham and 
and right. and Metropolis right, right across the river across from, the each other. from each other. Yeah, that's and how is Metropolis even standing yet? Yeah, you're telling like me year and a half. Metropolis every night is looking at the bad And it's signal. all better now. I mean, yeah, that's maybe. that's total. That's total. Like that's that's so compressed. That's like Force Awakens nope. compressed. Well, he used that same power he used place. to rebuild the Great Wall of China. And <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that either. But they needed them close so they could be back and forth. So that right, exactly. That's that's how everything evolved. Guys, look, that's from the comics. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. It's not that big a problem. And you know what? That's not a big problem. I've never heard anyone who lives in Dallas bemoan the fact that you know they live this close to Fort Worth. You know, sorry, never happened. Right. All right, we're talking about the end here, but I really need to get this one off my chest. In that, one of the biggest missed opportunities in this movie, it is indeed serious man boobs, um, (laughs) is the Senate hearing. Which, you know, would have been really, really great time for a great Superman-y speech about why he's there and, you know, he had the chance to defend himself and everything just blew up. <laughs> and he just and he stood there. Yeah, it's and almost he, like a, like an evil. Apparently, villain. everyone was killed Myself. instantly because he didn't really care if there were survivors or not. You're, you're, you're you're know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that, you know, because it's almost like there was right. a conspiracy on the part of the villain to make sure that Superman didn't get a a chance to to speak his mind. I, it's that's it's, what I got well, out. Yeah, of it. but that's that, it. He, that, that, was that it. didn't mean he couldn't stick around and help out and say, "Hey, by the way, I didn't do this." Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Where did that go? What did that lead to? <laughs> it le- led to nothing. It, it well, happened. That's when it Superman happened. beat feet, though. Right. Huh? That that was th- I, that he was. He went to go commune of... with dead dad in the Arctic or something. After that, yeah. yeah well, well, at least, man, though, at least the good thing they did is right after that scene, they made sure that the expositional news network up on the TV screen uh, made <laughs> yeah, sure man. that everybody knew immediately right. that. That it was the guy in the wheelchair that did it, so Superman didn't kill all those people. At every turn in this movie, they made sure to say that Superman didn't kill anybody in this movie. Well, except for that foolishness where they thought that he killed everyone in that African town with bullets... He could throw the guy through three bullets. (laughs) Without armor. He couldn't show up in time to save Jimmy Olsen. I'm sorry, man. Well, you see, that's that's another thing I have a problem with. Apparently, this Superman doesn't have super speed. Well, here's the thing. I super thought that's what that was. Yes, he does. I, I didn't think he can, I didn't think he pushed that guy through. I thought it just happened. I thought he came through, probably grabbed the guy, and, and just went bam, bam, bam through three walls because that gets him further away from Lois Lane. Maybe yeah, not using that guy to break down the walls. Well, he might have been using his own back and just like yeah, yeah. Grab I, so. I actually no, did that, like that's that. That's what I scene thought he did. I thought as far he, as as he, but, he has super speed because he went and rescued that girl from the burning building in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he well, says um, the right. sound tons of times in Man of Steel, he's got All right. it. Well, well, then you saw then, the sound barrier in this one too. Yeah. Okay, but then why down. not in the courtroom scene? Would it? it, it this would have been a perfect opportunity for a scene that we speed. saw in Smallville. We've seen it in Flash. We've seen it where, where all of a sudden everything up. else is just motionless. And this is would have been a perfect time for Zach to use his famous super yeah. slow mo scene. Everything mm-hmm. right at the moment of that explosion. Everything freezes except <laughs> Superman. He sees what's going on, the explosion getting bigger, and saves as many people out of that as he can. Yeah, yeah and he didn't save anybody. Good. 
That would have been good. That's why this was not a smart Superman. This was a stupid Superman. Very. Well, he is playing off the lessons he learned from his stupid dad. And his stupid mom. Well, the thing is, with the this was basically like, fuck me. I always say that the dad was the anti-Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk did not believe in the no-win scenario. The dad didn't believe in the win scenario. At all, yeah. ever. At all. At and, all. And, and, exactly. and that's what actually was kind of the theme in Man of Steel, which, uh, you know, I'm on the record that I enjoyed Man of Steel, but I didn't enjoy that aspect of it. Right. That's why they brought it to the point where he could snap Zod's neck at the end, because they said this was a no-win situation. And Superman accepted that it was a no-win situation. He had to snap his neck because it was the least evil outcome that he could go for. But that's the Superman we're getting here. We're getting. We're not getting the Superman here who feels whatever the situation is, no matter what the odds are, I have to come up with a way to do this right. We're getting a Superman who, when things go wrong, shrugs his shoulders and says, "Well, fuck it. I'll just let the Senate be blown up around me." Well, he even right said up. as he's leaving Lois on the building when he was saying, "I have to go talk to Batman. I either have to talk him into helping me, or I have to kill him." And yeah. she said something positive. I forgot that you'll find another Nobody way. And then as he's yeah. flying away, he says, sometimes you have no other options. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Superman always has but, another right. option. This Superman and indeed, he did. his adopted I mean, he, father yeah. that he doesn't. And Batman he did. Exactly. Die. Exactly. He right, did right. not kill Batman because he didn't really fight Batman. People are trying to say, no. who won that fight, Batman or Superman? Well, technically, I guess you could say Batman because he had his th- foot on his throat and Superman was helpless and he could have jammed the spear scuffle. through him. But Superman did not really fight in no. that scene. He could have just... Right. Oh, and, and totally right. He didn't show up to fight. He didn't do anything to fight. No. He didn't. Well, there was a moment like, though where yeah. you know Batman shit his pants. You know, once Superman got his powers back, and <laughs> yeah, when he's yeah, punching him in the face. There, face. Yeah. I agree. That was when a that great. Happens, well, those, those, those. Hey, buddy, I was, I was just kidding. It's okay. Calm, calm down. Yeah, yeah. When he got his powers back, he decided, you know what? Batman had sprayed me with this kryptonite gas that made me weak. I'm going to just stand here again while he reloads his gun and shoots it again. That was a little... (laughs) It was stupid, man, I'm telling you. Yes, it was. was, He was trying to find another way. Zack Snyder had to kill him, and any way he possibly could do it, regardless of plot holes, he's going to make Superman look bad. It was just that simple. Because he he said this so much as um, online and stuff when he's... Superman can't exist like he does, and in this day he has to make him more grown up and and such. He cannot operate see, like he does. I disagree with that whole premise. Like when I'm Superman was when Superman was created, it was we it was a pretty shitty time in America, mm-hmm. and, and and you know we look back at like history, like we we think of them being softer, not softer spoken, but cleaner spoken and stuff, but that's because we only have the movies of the time. Right. We're not in the living room of George Sixpack getting home at, in 1938 where he's just like, fuck this, Helen, I'm going to kick that motherfucker's, or well, he probably didn't say motherfucker, then oh, yeah, that was the 60s thing. <laughs> but he said the equivalent of it. They were that People were cussing and swearing. People were having affairs. Politicians were dirty. You know, um, we were in a depression in between wars. You know, morale was not at an all-time high in America. No. And it was not like 
crisp, clean, you know, happy, happy America. It it was. Isn't that why it a was hero a tough, like cynical Superman time? Like does now. well is because he shows the ideal. He shows the hope. Let's use that word that apparently only exists on Krypton. Well, but the only place that's when your superhero should be. The ideal. You well, know, that's the, the thing. That's the Boy Scout. It's very much like the Beatles or Star Wars or something, where the Beatles were something that that was coming out of a world of like preteens. They were coming out of like they were the like in the equivalent of the world of like um, One Direction now, and <laughs> and Star Wars was a kitty matinee movie, and but when when this and you know Superman was a kitty comic. But when it came out, it had huge appeal with those groups. But their parents liked it too, and it just oh, yeah. it just grabbed yeah, on the to circulation the circulation that had. It was not kids alone, right? Right. It it, it it resonated with more than just little kids. It resonated great with little kids, and it was also very careful to be extra Boy Scouty because it was little kids reading it. But at the same time, it, what, it Golden Age it, Superman. It's he was More pitching sobering. people off to uh, off into forest and leaving them for dead. What are you talking he was, about? He was throwing <laughs> planes into each other and then well, that's saying, what "I'm talking about the time the, oh, yeah. the, the times that nobody nobody even that was nobody thought of the, we think of that now as like pretty harsh, <laughs> but back then that that was just like, oh, what do you do with a bad guy? You you in in." You know the logic of the comics. You, you toss him out in the woods, like when. Well, of course, it was like all of the media of the time of entertainment. Whether it was a western or a detective story, it didn't matter. The good guy could shoot bad guys and oh, kill yeah, bad you, guys. You, you shot. You mm-hmm. shot them, or what? Right. Or whatever. Hand. The, the good I guy mean, could shoot that was, first. That was also when they were first feeling out Superman too, and and after it's like anything that gets really popular. Popular. At some point, a lot of times it, it develops a sense of responsibility, you know. Well, this time, though, in comic books, and we all know the Wortham thing, it was because they were forced to. They were forced to. They were forced to because kids were loving those comics. Kids, you know, kids understand. Mm-hmm. Kids are smarter but, than people it, give them credit for. They but, knew what was going on. And then the, they were forced to say, oh, no, no killing, no blood, no shooting, no, no boobies, no this, no that. And that's why we have non-killing superheroes. But because and, they were forced to. Whoever said right. no boobies should be strung well, up. The, yeah, yeah. Really? The, the whole killing great. thing in the in yeah, the who made that in like Man of Steel. You better see more Lois boobies in the R-rated version. That's all I'm saying. Just uh, just go <laughs> rent the prob- that, I rent the fighter. She's in very skimpy lingerie. You can see her nips in it. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> there you go. And it's, and it's a pretty good flick. I remember when I was a kid, you had to, you used to have to buy this big, expensive Bible-like book that had all the nudity and all the, all the movies, and where you fast forward to I it. I remember those. And now I don't even need it. I got Hair Metal Hero. You got <laughs> Google <laughs> Image Search. Dial. Yeah, Google Image Search. That's why I can't watch Super Girl, Girl, Girl anymore because of him. Well, well, yeah, you saw her porn stuff. Yeah. Who's yeah. wait? She's a porn. I need, I need to I'll, hear this. Who's porn stuff? I'll find you a link, Trennis. Hold on. <laughs> Melissa Benoist. You too. Really? <coughs> oh, badass. Send me yeah. that link. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> I like where this is going. I want. I want to take a step. Is this back. for the people at the start of the show who weren't entirely sure how to? Master bit, and all you're giving them the kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, themselves no, along. No, no, the you see, we Amy's stats. 
We'll, we'll, we're baby stepping them within the show. We yes. Please, and we aim to help people please and, themselves. And at the Is end, this just in case they haven't finished by now, you know they. Hero's yeah. handy twelve-step guide to masturbation. At the end, well, what else wants the Wilhelm scream in this? <laughs> at the end of the show, we tell oh, you got to sell more books, Hero, for a free two true freaks wet nap. <laughs> 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 that's 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 like a short wet dream, a wet nap. <laughs> face is gonna be on the wet nap. <laughs> Scott, one direction. <laughs> one direction. It's, it's gonna have a word balloon that says, "Hi there." <laughs> It'll be the evilest tr- joke of all. Uh, uh. I, I have seen some weird branded stuff over here at certain points. There, there was ban. A, a, a band over here branded condoms for some reason. And I, yeah, I will uh, put uh, past them. I've, I, my, one of my favorite, my friend Jack has it on his refrigerator. Is your uh, back in the eighties? Oh, what was the band with um, Humpty Hump? They did the Humpty Hump dance. Did the did, Digital Underground? The digital Underground. They had a song called Sex Packets, which was about this. You know, make believe drug that that you would sniff, like it was it was like a perfume, th- uh, a scent that you would sniff and you would have the sexual experience. It was in whatever that packet was, and they actually had made sex packets and and handed them out at shows for and and my friend Jack I think has like um, three way, I think he got like three three way. I don't know if it was FFM or. FMM for all the aficionados out there. <laughs> I miss Sean Engel. <coughs> yeah. Uh, so we all so. He would know what I was. He would get that reference. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did, Hero. I know you did. Yeah. Uh, can well, I just step back in time in this movie and yeah. ask you yeah. guys if I could present a conspiracy theory about the whole um, Batman's death? Okay. Or Batman's Super parents dead. Dead. Batman's oh, Batman parents. died? I, I missed that. <laughs> the Batman's wow. parents shooting scene. Well, actually, yes. Batman Batman did die in the film. Yeah, in one of the, the, the Mad Max dream, yeah. Oh. Parademons and what about, Dark what about, Side yeah, of Superman. What, about, all right, back, yeah, what were you saying? Whatever Batman's the fuck that was. Death. What about the yeah, Batman's Okay, they had to get the father saying Martha, so you knew that for later yeah. in the movie. That her name was Martha, right. But I right. think that this this part was like a little insight into Zack Snyder and a little jab at the fans at the same time. Because up on the marquee, as we stated before, is Excalibur, which is what somebody said, 1982. Mm-hmm. That yeah. came out. 81, 82, maybe. Zack Snyder so born in 82. So oh, he's older than that, I think. So that and with with and Scott also earlier pointed out to me the the whole Mordred death scene. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, does this mean Zack Snyder's comparing himself to John Borman? Because I remember when Excalibur came out, the critics tore it to shreds. They were like, "This is all visual and it's just a crappy." It's a good movie. Portage is a great movie. Yeah, it's all time. Should over and over again. But it came, it, it came out to horrible reviews, and then over the course of time, so I'm <laughs> thinking maybe Zack Snyder thinks someday people are going to put it all together, and maybe that will happen. But 
Well, I'll tell you, I think it's because... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm jumping in already. Is the second... Answering the question before you actually finish. There's the second part to that. I'm just presenting the conspiracy theory to see if, oh, okay. as, if you <laughs> put up the flagpole, see who salutes. The second one, I think that one may be more solid than the second part. The second part is little Bruce Wayne, 1982. Isn't that about the age of the general viewer who does the most griping about their childhood being killed? This movie ruining my childhood. Generally, yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was eleven. It's like, hey, here's you want to see childhood ruined. Nineteen eighty-two, wiping. Yeah, it was eleven and eighty-one. So, mm-hmm. and it also it also sort of puts with the age of Batman. It puts it like just slightly in the future, <laughs> not very mm-hmm. a little bit in the future, you know. Batman v Superman a little bit in the Batman future. Batman v Superman being like in a little, just like 10 years in the future from us. Which makes sense because that means they can go back now, take the gray out of Ben Affleck's hair and tell some early Batman stories. Right. Before Batman v Superman and show us the lead up to where, find, because apparently he had been Batman for 20 years. Uh, right. Yeah. So they can go back and show us some of those stories. Yeah. You know... Hmm. Not bad. Not bad. I can see promise there. So still hope for Matt Damon being Robin. And still yeah. hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope That's I it. live long enough. Please let me. Uh, you know what? Do that, that, if they do bring him in, he'll end up being Jason Todd as the Red Hood. Oh my God! <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll never listen to Kevin Smith again. He'll be insufferable if that happens. Yeah, yeah, I would. Oh, because he's so tolerable now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right. You beat me to that. What else is new? I, I actually I went to him. watch Kevin Smith's review of this movie and turned. Yeah, off I got through about twenty minutes. I, did, of it. I didn't yeah. get. I got three to. Five. What I don't need <laughs> is to listen to Kevin Smith bash on somebody else for only he's reading The Dark Knight Returns. I mean, fuck you, you fat fuck. He, he was he was loving on the movie. What? Yeah. He, yeah. He, oh, he just liked it, but he job. got a second viewing with Jason Mewes and enjoyed it more because Jason enjoyed it. Because, yeah, I think that's what it uh, was. You know Jason what? This it. is the thing that kind of pisses me off about Kevin Smith. He's the ultimate come down firmly on both sides of the issue guy. Well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, he's yeah. always going to be Mr. Fucking Consensus. He's, he's, trying never... per, he's trying to preserve his fan base is what yeah. he's trying to do. Yeah. I, and watching, I was watching him and and... Basically, I was watching it, and I'm like, okay, this is a positive review, but it's basically just descriptive. He's like, we got to see this, and we got to see this, and I'm re- – right. so it's like, right. all right, you, he's uh, – I, I, like, When he's I, on his own, he, when I, he's on his own, it's tough. When he's got Mark Bernardin with him, or, that guy um, should have his own show because he's pretty soft-spoken about everything, and he's pretty darn intelligent when he speaks. Kevin Smith he is works getting, well with to be like having the Zack Snyder effect on me where it's like I enjoy watching his movies and I enjoy listening to him talk more and more but I still enjoy his movies so I might just stop altogether listening to anything where he's talking where he doesn't have somebody like or, or that show he does with Mark Garman or uh, Ralph Garman Ralph, yeah. Garman. Ralph, yeah, Ralph Garman's great to listen to yeah. But, well, it's just that Kevin Smith is like the podcasting equivalent of Jar Jar Banks. He just fucks up everything <laughs> that he participates in, you know. And it's just like he's the guy that you just shut the fuck up. Thank it's, God, I I'm thought still that pretty was sure that Jar Jar Banks would be a lot better if he didn't have that annoying voice. Oh, if they had given him a different voice, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. With well, you. You're the first annoying. I've heard say that. 
most people just uh, dismiss him outright. I am kind of on that fence, dismissing him outright. But if he had a better voice, he would have been at least been tolerable. If he was given a noble voice, he could have been. He could have been it like a been. noble creature. But they gave him Roger Rabbit's voice. And exactly. if they, what, if what if he showed up and sounded like Ving Rhames? Yeah, exactly. That well, there's, yeah. There's a fan still had it. There's a fan edit that's sort of like that. They they. They did. Oh, if Jaja Bink says that's pride fucking with you, I'm all over that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Hero. I was searching for a good quote, but you beat me to it. Yeah, he could give Anakin the priest pod race, like pep talk. That's pride. Fuck with you. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. It ties right into Zack Snyder, though, because wasn't Bing Rames in the. Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, he was, yep. I'll I'll go on record. I, I don't really hate Zack Snyder. I'll say I it. I do. Me. I do. I, hands I up. Either. I got my hands up. I technically don't hate him because I generally don't care who's directing it as long as it interken- in- entertains me for a couple of hours. But I want him know. to keep making movies because I like to. It, it's fascinating. The the phenomena of it is it's it it is worth it to me. To when yeah, when I do my Chris right. to watch the goddamn Batman versus Superman and <laughs> and I try to like figure out what's going on in his head, it's it's so fun. It's it's, it's look, well, it's he, not that difficult. He's a total. He's really hero. good at taking a comic well, book panel and slapping it up on a friggin' movie. Screen. I don't. I I, I he's did it great with three hundred with Watchmen. This might get politically incorrect, guys. I hope. Oh, do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Oh, I yeah. think he might be on the like autism spectrum. Like maybe like close to Asperger's syndrome, where you have those people who can visualize stuff like crazy, but they don't really get people. They've learned enough. uh, Yeah, no, laugh here when someone says something funny, uh, but really he's just trying to recreate when he opened up Dark Knight Returns and goes, "Wow, this looks great! Oh, that's cool!" You know, that's that's. Flat out, what he, and 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 then this reminds me of being in film class, where there would be people who had absolutely no life experience, and they would do a movie, which was everybody in in my class, and the teacher would watch the movie and go, okay, well, what's this person's? You, you got to do. People have to have motivations for doing things. They can't just do things. Why did this person do this? Well, because he gets blown up at the no, no. Why did he do that? That leads to that, and and then they would think about it and not really have a good answer but like I have to come up with something and I that's how I sort of picture Zack Snyder he's like yeah all right somebody's telling me right now that these people have to have emotions between them what would those emotions be and how would they appear and why and and why would they have them let me check my database like most autistics he's a good parrot he he can Accurately, see, this is what recreates something. So Zack Snyder is a clone, but he's not real great at coming up with stuff himself that makes sense to people. Right, right. <laughs> he's also not good at portraying emotion in his movies. I no, think if the, if the is... actors don't do it themselves, he has that same well, tendency that George Lucas does yeah, of yeah. just yeah. making sure everybody hits their marks and not really caring he's, if they actually emote at all. He's way all his movies seem to be like George greatest Lucas. hits albums of Zack Snyder's favorite things. Well, if, That's kind of how I view the, the, him. <laughs> so he doesn't like raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, then? Well, one of his strengths <laughs> no. is casting. He's consistently good at casting his movies. The only movie that I saw that was consistently 
everything was bad was Sucker Punch, his only non-adaptation movie. But all his adaptation movies have been cast almost perfectly with people who maybe that's why that will work just, you know, to put something in there human and every once in a while get away with it. I, I think maybe I don't I don't know I mean Dawn of the Dead was his first movie that I saw and I, I was like prepared to hate that movie just because I'm a big fan of the original and I walked out of the theater with a friend going, I really enjoyed the hell out of that yeah. movie. The Richard Keys probably helped. It wasn't it wasn't deep like the first or or the first one wasn't deep but it had sub like fun subtext to it. This one had no subtext. It was just as a straight up zombie movie. No, he's he's all surface, and and I, yeah. and I say that, and I like I like what he did with Watchmen. But like profoundly, the, I mean, there's lots of blockbuster movies that are that are all surface. He's like profoundly all surface, but at the same time, he really wants to be profound and serious and de- and death ridden and and I don't want to like rob his movies of this cuz I've heard many 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 people talking about seeing the movie and cry you know weeping at the end of it and so if you get some you know I mean I I, I mean the, a similar experience was had not with the reviews but the it's still when the haters came out for Force Awakens it was the same sort of same sort of hating and the and a, a very similar like contrivances and plot shortcuts and stuff and i sat in thrall of that movie all the way through it so i know that it's subjective that somebody can come have that experience with a Zack Snyder movie i just uh, he they've all been like academic experiences of me of going, what is going on here? What was he thinking of with this? And did he think this was going to work? Oh my God, people are going to... I think it's still the way it's set up. It's still just, it feels fractured because I think we're not really going to know whether this is a great movie, a good movie, or a terrible movie. Until we see it. Until we see all the rest of it unfold. Will all of, will he pay us off all the loose ends, the plot holes will, one, we see more in the extra half hour or so that they're going to give us on the DVD, and will all these loose threads and little story ideas he's dropped in here pay off in the Justice League and whatever comes down the line when Darkseid takes over the world? Well, that's the thing is, they might on paper, you know what I mean? There might be something there that goes, okay, this adds into that but he it, it he just seems to like it's almost like a stubborn unwillingness to have an organic flow to it. You know when you hit those points where it's like, all right, <laughs> we're coming up with something right. here to to get something going, you know, yeah. for, further on in in this, and and then you start thinking, how well thought out is this? I don't, you know, and you start thinking about it too much, and 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 then you're done, you know. And that happens a lot at, at just so many different points. <laughs> well, at so many points, and I'm guilty of it myself because I'm thinking, well, I've waited so long. It's Superman, it's Batman, it's Wonder Woman. They're setting up this, but it's Superman. I've waited so long I, I, to I'm see willing. this. Maybe I'm giving it a, a pass, whereas if this was just another movie where I could just go, you know, 
I, but, you know, I can't like give it. Marvel I mean, stuff. even in like Star Wars, I'm super. I mean, Star Wars is like to like would analog with me to Superman right. to like you know Bob and Chris Warden, Scott Gardner and Trentus Bailey and stuff like P- that. and Bailey, the people who are like really big fans of it, and uh, you know, and I could still sit there and just you know completely suspend disbelief and and go with it. Yeah, yeah, I know something's going horribly wrong right here, but it doesn't matter. I'm on the ride. And Zack Snyder hasn't been able to click that thing in me that but it, but I do notice, you know, even for, for, since Man of Steel, since all of his movies, except maybe for Sucker Punch and that does still have people who are big fans of it, but for all his movies there are people it's going to click with them. You know, it's his that style does click with people. Well, so. for me, it was just moments. It was moments that clicked. It was mm-hmm. potential. You, a scene, you know, would happen, and you'd go, "That, that, give me more of." Oh, it's gone. Yeah, right. for me, it was right. it was it was fetish film money shots. The scene of the right. scene of yeah. Batman punching Superman in the face, and Superman slowly get you know it feeling it, feeling it less, and Batman starting to go, "Oh, uh oh, uh oh." That was you know that was a juicy scene to see in the movie. That was hot. so he's rarely greater than the sum of his parts. And right after that, saying. Superman <laughs> should have said, uh, "Can we talk now?" Yeah. Or should I fry that belt with my heat vision? But he well, didn't I do think, it. I think Barbara's a great point. I mean, this, this, the way that they're doing this. I mean. You couldn't have. I mean, this movie started with the end of Man of Steel. Like it, one just picked up directly from the other. This, this is long form storytelling. It, it isn't individual movies. I mean, and even like the Marvel movies at this point, they're you know I think they're kind of losing all pretense of being separate movies by you know this. They're phase their three. own sort of globbed thing now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think Warner Brothers again. They just kind of they've kind of skipped ahead and they're. They're telling a longer, long-form story that, that where the movies are blended together. So, I think it's fair to say that we at least need one or two more movies to really see where this is all coming together. Yeah, I think two years from now <laughs> we, we should get together after the Justice League movie because then we will have seen the Justice League. Some of these things will pay off, or they won't, and we'll see other directors do or, the other characters, or they'll just keep trundling us from movie to movie, going, "Well, they're gonna." <laughs> Yeah, and lasting right. all the way to the bank. Explain That's this true. and this, but That's then true. this crazy thing happened. <clears throat> That's so true. we're going to have to, they got some explaining to do now, you know. Right. I mean, That's okay. a valid and that's we're a valid way of agree. Now, so we got to roll. Agree. Well, one more thing before we actually, I'm just going to call BS on one other article I read about this that said this movie has to make $900 billion, million to break even. Now, if that's true in any way, shape, or form, (laughs) if a movie has to do four to five times its production costs, then lots of heads need to roll at Warner Brothers. This sucker should have already been now in the black. All right, let's let Paul wrap up here real quick. Okay, please. Okay, I'm I'm on? You're on, Stage is yours, buddy. All right, sorry to, to, to grab the stage, but i got to run out and pick up my daughter. from She's been out for the night, and she's ready to I be picked up she. and brought home. <sighs> this whole parenthood thing, what can I tell you? But I, I kind of stand by my, my intro comments are also kind of my exit comments. Uh, 
again, I thought the casting in the movie was wonderful. I thought there were moments, scenes in the movie that that kind of captured things that I really wanted to see. But I felt that it was disjointed. I felt that the story didn't have an internal logic to it that held up. Excuse me, that held up. And overall, I found it to be a disappointment. I think that Zack Snyder does not tell a story. I think he doesn't portray human emotions and doesn't get you really rooting for the characters. I think when that does occur, it's because the actors themselves are better than the direction that they're being given. So, I, I overall, I think the movie is is a disappointment. Uh, it's not a total failure because, as I said, you know, sometimes they're in between. Uh, and I, and if I, down the line, if I'm, if I see this on TV when I'm channel surfing, I'll stop and I'll watch it. I don't really have a problem with that. I doubt I'm going to go out and buy the Blu-ray though. Uh, you know, Bob, you said only time will tell if this is a good movie, a bad movie, a great movie. I think no matter what happens, this will never be a great movie, as far as I'm concerned, because a great movie can stand on its own. It doesn't need to pay off in the future. You know, it, it can give you seeds for the future, but I don't think it has to has to be paid off later. Hinge on that. You know, Empire Strikes Back, which does depend kind of on you seeing the next movie, still stands on its own as a great movie. So, you know, ultimately, this was no Jaws. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Waiting all night for that. Man. There's a money shot. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll hear the rest of your opinions when I when I uh, download this down the line. Thanks everybody. But is for, it a uh, Jaws 3D? Always a pleasure, Paul. Always hey, a good talking to you, Paul. Paul. You take care. We need take to care. do it again, Bye. buddy. Hey, what's wrong with Jaws 3D? I saw that twice the week it came out. In 3D, Jaws man. too. Yeah. But it's in 3D. <laughs> I saw this it was in 3D. 3D. You got a shark breaking through the fucking screen, man. Of course it's better than This time Jaws it's personal, too. bitches. Hey, Dennis Quaid, come on. That, yeah. Quaid. Did, did anybody see Dark this? the reactor? <laughs> did anybody see what? Did anybody see uh, this movie in 3D? I did. Oh, yeah, good uh, question. I did not. No, I, I figured I it was d- going to be dark toned, like literally, yeah, how literally like brightness, like dark. So I was like, 3D is going to be kind of iffy. Well, he tried to give J.J. Abrams a run for his money on fucking lens flares in this too. <laughs> yeah, who saw it, was it in 3D? Who saw it in 3D? I did. So, did you take the glasses off at all? While did you look no. at the, without the glasses at all? No. I'm just curious what it actually looks like if you're not wearing. Can you watch a 3D without the glasses? Parts and it just are going to be fuzzy. They're going to be Would out it be of fuzzy? Yeah. yeah. yeah dip- well, what did you think? Dave? Really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what did you what think? Do you mean? Would that have improved it for some people then? I, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe. What did you think, Dave, of the 3D stuff? It didn't really do much of it. Uh, the gun at the start, basically pointing at the wings, kind of. The only thing that really stood out, but right. I, I mean, after a while, you just kind of get used to it, and it's mm-hmm. just in the film. Sometimes it adds stuff, sometimes it doesn't. I, I tend to go just in case it does add something. Right. The gun part was interesting because it stood out, but mm-hmm. yeah. Did, did it add anything when the flash showed up from the, uh, the future mother or, or mother yeah. box or whatever it whatever was? That was yeah. No. I, not necessarily. I was just too excited that I actually got to see him for live action on the uh, cinema screen for the first time. Uh, it's the second time I've seen him on the big screen after the Lego movie. 
right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. I was hardy. I was going through my memory bank on when was that? Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> first time I saw go. Flash on on the big screen is in the Lego Movie. Yep. I don't think there's been anything else where he could have popped up. Nope. But yeah, um, that stuff was interesting. The weird, bizarre future thing. And Lois is going to most likely almost die now. <laughs> well, which, it, which is different is all from we're building to is injustice why? against us. Yeah. Well, well it's, that, that it's, has to save her or not kill her from, from what I understand of what... See, I got... I got all of it. It wasn't Lois. It was actually his mom. Oh, I took it as Lois. Um, this seems to be some sort of... I, I took it that because of Flash traveling back in time or whatever weird, bizarre dream sequence crap was going on, that this was going to be the future because it was showing parademons and the right. Omega symbol. There's no real way for Bruce to know about that stuff without right. some weird time traveling crap going on. I think we need to um, just forget any like. of that ever happened, really. But he seemed to be blaming him for the death of someone. Yeah, Lois well, and Flash, Flash and said Lois like, Yeah. He said Lois. He does say Lois. Yeah, he does say Lois. Lois is the time. key. Lois is the key. He does say that. So I took it because of that, that it was her that died. That That's why I took it that way. But he also you know? says, don't trust him. You were right. Don't trust him. But which him... Yeah, did he mean Superman? Yeah. Did he mean Lex? Or Lex? Yeah, but I think Look, I they don't threw think... like six different storylines yeah. into a blender for this movie. You, you, you can't expect like him to keep track of everything. Of hymns from that. Well, I think I think on the second viewing, I kind of felt like they were they were trying to do the Marvel thing of hinting at the next movie, but instead of doing it at the end of the credits, they stuck it in the middle of the movie. Yeah, so, it, should have, it should have been and, an after credit I mean, thing. Yeah, so it was there not you go. handled well. I think I also that bit happens before he unlocks the drives as well. Just right, yeah. like slightly yeah. before he unlocks it. So Why did there's Lex no Clark way for him to choose the oh, any of the stuff. logos. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's it's gonna be what spurs him on to find everyone else anyway. Yeah. Well I thought the Wonder Woman checking her email there was the uh, <laughs> after credit scenes that they just shoved in the middle. That too. Because it it didn't serve any purpose to anything. No, not really. It's, except, except for finding her picture, well, picture which I, was I fine, suppose. which would have been, you know, I it think could, that could have went on the end. You know? It could be said that maybe that's one of the things that, you know, maybe helped influence Diana to go, eh, there's more people like me out there. She maybe I help? can go help yeah. with them, you know. But yeah, yeah, I, I heard uh, my partner was sitting in a coffee shop and heard some people discussing that. And deciding whether or not Aquaman was actually in the movie because he was on a video on in the video. movie, <laughs> technically in the movie. He was and on the screen. He was I, on the screen. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> He's credited. So I th I, as far as she's aware, that's how they decided it. But the fact that they were discussing it for that long kind it's, of confused her as far as the screen actors yeah. guild goes i guess he was in the movie He's but it was movie. it was like it was let's let's watch youtube videos that's how they did it you know yeah everyone yeah. watches youtube i know well yeah it, it, but it's just it was it was it's nice a lazy shorthand i think i it would have been more it would have been more exciting to see him like see each, figure out each person from a different Instead of all, just like, 
pulling them up from the folder with their individual symbol on the folder. You know, it was just, it was cheesy, not like reality at all, which I is okay like if you that. embrace it. Well, it was kind right, of like a, is the count. It was the comic book trope. Those are considered to be cameos, and their first appearances won't be until they actually, you know, talk and act. There you go. So, and I mean, it kind of it kind of helps like Man of Steel a little bit because apparently no one can have a secret identity. I mean, it would have been handled. They all know them, seemingly. It would have been handled just as clumsily in a comic, you know. It would have been right. like, except it would have just been folders, you know. It would have been loosely folders, like <laughs> some pictures or. Something. And and the pictures would have been scattered across the desk with yeah, all of their yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they could have made you. it. I, I mean, it's it's a perfect personal preference. They could have made it more fun. <laughs> you know how you discovered it or whatever. But, I mean, but it's not. It went out of four. It's not movie a movie then. that was going for fun. Strange word you use, I mean, Kimosabe. Fun? fun? What do you mean, fun? To be honest, I think that's what they're trying to do with the TV stuff. They can have the dark stuff in the major movies because that's what people seem to be gravitating towards there. But right. for regular content, give us the happy stuff. Mm-hmm. Flash, Supergirl, kind of Arrow sometimes, if he's not I, being well, greedy about it. Let's, let's, let's be grateful that the Warner Brothers gods let us have a Flash in a movie and a TV show, because heaven forbid they weren't going to do, yeah. they weren't going to let Batman show up on Smallville, because heaven forbid anybody get right. what confused was about Adam? that when they were doing the... Adam Knight, Adam, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, I was going, oh, cool, they can do that, and they can just, if they just kind of have him leave and never mention it. We can just have it. Oh, wait, no, they're turning him into some weird liver diseased person. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I, I, I was happy that they were almost doing it. And then they went a completely different direction on me. Just disappointed right. me a little bit. Let's, uh, final thoughts, guys. Should we go around the same orders? We did the, uh, intros. Sure. Or- okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, All right. Let's get Paul up. back in here. <laughs> yep, come on, Paul. <laughs> He's old, he can't hear us. You're a hero. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, overall thoughts, I'm curious to see where it goes. I, I really am uh, excited to see what was excised, because I do think there's a lot of sinew and meat that needs to go on those bones of what we saw. Uh, again, still have some nitpicks, and I think all the points brought up tonight are pretty valid and we all felt uh, you know, different things worked for us, different things didn't um, I, I want to see more Batman I'm, I, I'm stoked to see that Aquaman, if what I'm hearing is swashbuckling adventure sign me Some up monsters. so uh, you know it's it could have been handled better I'm, a, I'm an easy mark for all this stuff though, I won't lie I, like, I, I want to enjoy all this stuff so I'm, I'm ready to see what, what they bring on, I, you know I've got other properties that work differently, and I enjoy those as well. But uh, you know, bring on what's what's going to happen. I'm ready to see it. Cool. Next, all right. Uh, Thanks. Think it was me next. Yes, um, please do. Yeah, um, I've remembered where what where I had the same feeling leaving this film, and it was at the end of the first Chris Evans Fantastic Four, where the film wasn't the best film ever but there was a lot there I could see potential I'm just hoping that they don't kind of do what Rise of the Silver Surfer does and kind of you know lose out on that it was again it wasn't spectacular 
they, they could do so much more, but a lot of this film was set up and it's made me excited for what's coming. It's, it looks like we're going to have some interesting stuff and the film entertained me for a couple of hours, which is what it was meant to do. So, yeah. That's me. All right. Next. All right. Uh, Trentus, you're up. You know, if there's one thing that I wish people would keep in mind is I sometimes think, you know, fans kind of suffer from tunnel vision a little bit with these movies instead of sometimes instead of uh, evaluating the movie at hand where our eyes are a little bit more two, three years down the road in terms of what does this mean for the universe at hand? I'm certainly not in any position to answer that. But what I can say is uh, no matter what the future may bring, I dug this movie. I enjoyed it. There were maybe a few things that I would have liked to have seen done differently, perhaps. But end of the day, I waited, like I say, something like 30 years to finally get this movie. Now I have it. And I'm pretty happy about it. And I, it certainly looks at least like popular opinion is kind of on the fans' side in this case. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I'm, I, I like where things are going. This is, this is what I hoped. Cool. All right. Mr. Fisher. Uh, well, I wasn't expecting that for some reason. I thought it was fourth, but uh, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take this. Bob basically agrees with me. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it, it, uh, uh, you know, if we're just going to go thumbs up, thumbs down, my thumbs are up. Um, I think everyone should see this movie, to be honest. I even think Scott Gardner should see this movie, even though he'll probably hate <laughs> it. I know he'll hate oh. it, but I think everybody should see what they're doing with these characters and attempting to do with these characters. Um, I think there was more in this movie to like than I disliked. And again, I'm having to go back to everything that other people have said tonight. Paul really did not like it, and I agreed with the reasons he doesn't like it, but it didn't detract from um, some of the positives that I saw, particularly in the casting. Uh, I love the casting. I, I can't think of one character uh, other than Jimmy Olsen that I thought was miscast. And I'm still going with the fact that wasn't Jimmy Olsen. If they want to bring him back, they will. And, uh, you know, so be it. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, thumbs up. Um, I think everybody should see it. It's it's not the Superman I wanted to see. But it's also, at the same breath, it is the Superman I want to see. I want to see a serious, real, live Thing, and this is trying to do that and bringing these characters um, but just grading it on the what I see and not bringing Zack Snyder's mouth into it um, uh, I give it a C plus B minus I liked it about as much probably not quite as much as I like Man of Steel because I loved Man of Steel for the most part um I gave Man of Steel a good solid B plus. This one I'm going B minus uh, C plus. Alrighty. Down to a C next time you read a Zack Snyder interview, right? Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> don't it, do it. go down to a C. Don't I'm, don't read the stuff. Just don't I'm not going to read any more Zack Snyder <laughs> stuff. Or is I tend not to listen to Hollywood people in general. Well, so. you know, and it's funny because I'll say one more thing on the Zack Snyder thing. Uh, Once you get down to an F, and you, then you read another interview, what do you have to do? Like go out and murder him or something? I might have to. Complete. I might have to. 
But it's really weird because I saw a video uh, after I watched the movie. I saw a video uh, when the critics, you know, started in tomatoes and all this. We just really started panning it. I saw an interview with him. And for the few minutes, he was so sad and everything. And I was thinking, oh, God, I really feel for the guy. He really put his heart and soul into this. And the critics are just knocking the crap out of him. I really feel bad for him. And then he started to talk. And uh, I lost all sympathy for him. Uh, and I don't hate Zack Snyder. I love what he's trying to do. I just think, I think he makes a beautiful movie. I'd like to see it a little brighter because I'm blind. But I even think sighted people would like to see it brighter. But, um, um, uh, you know, without Zack Snyder's mouth in it, uh, I'm going to stick to the B-. minus. I'm going to stay somewhere in that area. Thumbs up. Let's do it that easier. Everybody should go see this movie. Thumbs up. All right. Fair enough. Christopher? Um, well, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, I'm really torn. You know, this is not me putting on a show. is is because I want to see Superman. I want to see Superman on the screen. Um is, is he's my favorite. It's my thing I like to see. Um, but kind of really disheartening when my wife says Green Lantern was a better movie than this. Uh, Lisa was bright. I, I, um, I, I, Green Lantern is my favorite DC movie so far yet of it, the modern batch. Um, and okay, and Mimi Gans. <laughs> they um. With the movie, is the characters are, are already, I mean, I'm not going to get why I want. I understand that. It's the saw perception and everything else. Um, my brother asked me, and I told him, I said, I rent it when it comes out. It's not for you. It's more of a personal. Some of them, I tell him, I said, if you want a dumb popcorn movie, go out and watch it. Um, there's going to be a lot into it. I s- still don't like the fact that it's it's like two or three different movies together i like i like it because i understand all that but um uh so i get all the things i like i like seeing the things um but i can't get past the stupid superman um just some of his actions and how he reacted or didn't act you know, you can't tell me that he went into that sending hearing and did not smell the jar of piss sitting there. You know, he's got super smelling. I just thought there was an old person there. Uh, could be. <laughs> it could be. So, um, I'm meh. I'll watch it. I'll watch it again. I'll buy the damn thing when it comes out. This totally annoys uh, uh, Gardner on this because I was, it's almost like the beaten dog who keeps coming back to his owner. We are being you know, enablers. We um, realize that. Though, it's, right? right. It's <laughs> because I'm going there. I'm hoping to see, you know, what I want to see. And I'm disappointed when I don't, but I'll watch it and I'll watch it again. Cause there was some good Superman moments in here. Um, so it's, I want more. I want to see more. I want to see the justice league. Cause I'm a comic nerd. So I want to see it. Um, Need a little bit more explanation on some things. Is the uh, the flash coming in in the middle? You know, it's just dropping something in the middle, and you know that's going to reference back into the Justice League. Um, so, uh, meh. I'm at meh. 
I can't go up or down. I meant meh. I'm, I'm really indifferent, and that's and that's scary for me. So, okay. Scott two point Me? Yeah. Oh, I think I'm definitely at meh too. Um, I wanted to love this. I wanted to love Man of Steel. I liked it a lot more. I'm an easy mark like hero. Uh, you know, I I just want to see superheroes on screen, but I need them to at least. Engage me long enough. This 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 movie should have been half an hour shorter or an hour longer. Um, it's trying to do too much. Uh, I understand why it's trying to go after the whole Marvel model um, because it makes billions of dollars. <laughs> I think you can still make billions of dollars without trying to chase that dream. Uh, DC could do it just as slowly and organically, and still just break the bank with it. Um, and, and I'm just worried we're reaching, you know, an overstuffing point of these movies that they're all just setups for the next one, you know, like any good comic book story should be, I guess. But I wasn't even very happy with, like, Age of Ultron because I thought it's just trying to do too much. I have significant fears for what Civil War is going to be because um, I really wanted to just kind of see another Captain America movie. I don't know, man. I can't recommend it. I guess I can't give it a thumbs up. I, Scott Gardner should never, ever see this movie. Somebody tackle him on the way to the box office if he attempts <laughs> Well, you know to. what? As true as that is, um. I, I do wish Gardner could have been on this uh, on this episode because we have three Chris's, two Dave's. It would have been nice to have two Scott's. At least two Scott's, indeed. You know. I think if, you know, you as go. almost proved with one of my last podcasts, we get two of us together at the same time. Uh, you know, the multiverse crash. There's always, there's always Scott Rifon. We, 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 there's a possibility we could have talked him into this. I don't think we we're going to get... The, if anything happens with this, it's going to be me and Gardner in a room an alcohol and man of steel. That's that's yeah. he has set those rules. He said I'll watch I will watch Man of Steel with you in a room with a recorder playing, but we gotta be drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he would love the opening to Man of Steel. That would improve this, this movie is the best Krypton uh, we've ever seen oh, yeah. on screen. Yeah, I love Man yep. of Action, Jarrell. Love it. Um, yeah, we have okay. that is a film. I would not hold my breath for that 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 <laughs> well, I'm not oh. either. I understand his feelings. Just a couple more thoughts. I, I'm, I said I'm easy. I like to try to try to go into these things. Obviously, acknowledging that there's decades of stories for all of these characters, and that you know you're never going to get whatever your perfect ideal or whatever era you read. You know, um, like I said some of you that have been reading these characters all along, um, not necessarily back from 1938 on, except, of course, you, Bob. Uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close, but uh, not there yet, man. Um, but so I don't really have, I have my ideal for, like, the X-Men that was, you know, the Marvel is my most significant comic buying slash reading experience. So, yeah, I'm a Marvel guy, but I've always loved the DC characters, too. I just wish they were in better creative hands, that's all. They're such iconic characters, and I I can see why a lot of long-term Superman fans would hate these films. I I get it. Just like, I hate... I mean, yeah, you know, just be very disappointed. And even as a a casual Superman fan, I guess I would call myself, I'm disappointed, because I think it could have been so much more in better hands, in better writing... Try to do one storyline for fuck's sake, you know. Um, 
make the Dark Knight Returns. If that's what he wanted to do, he really did a really good job of capturing a lot of that comic. And then I had to go and do four other things, too. And it just, it, it was a mess. And it just did not hold my attention the way one good linear story would have done. And I just think a lot of it was half-assed, the, the introduction of the new characters. And I just, just could have been so much more. I mean, introduced, I thought Wonder Woman is great. Would have loved to have seen more of her. Should, they should have made it a three-way split in this movie of, you know, some kind of good introduction to her and had maybe the three plot lines going, you know, have her little mission and, you know, everyone gets together at the end, still alive, preferably, and decides to, to form the league. But I don't know. I I can't give it a, a serious thumbs up. I'm definitely at meh. I'll watch it again. I'll probably own it someday, and I'll definitely fork out my money for what's coming next, but I'm just not not as excited as I should be for it. Well, um, alright, my, uh, my final thoughts. I, uh, you know, like I said earlier, for me, um, movie going, as I get older, it's a little more of a, a communal experience. I'm, I'm excited as an, as an old, older geek now to, to introduce my kids into, into geeky things. And it's fun. They're, they're just starting to get into that age where they, they're getting into this stuff on their own, uh, reading these books, watching these movies. Um, I didn't even have to tell my daughter. She somehow found Pee Wee Herman on Netflix. Yeah. Binge watched all the movies and started on the show all by herself. So they're starting to pick this up. And she went to that movie with a Wonder Woman shirt on. And she came out uh, walking on cloud nine about how awesome Wonder Woman was. And, um, you know, and, and I uh, just today I was out with her running into the store. We were walking in. And she said, you know, Dad, did you see there's a new Ghostbusters? And, and it gets to be girls this time. And uh, and she was so excited about that. And so I've come to the conclusion between, between that, between the prequels, between Force Awakens, between Man of Steel, between all these movies that, you know, every generation needs their, their heroes and their stories. And, um, uh, you know, this, this is working for me, you know. The animated Bat, uh, Batman and Superman were the ones I grew up on, um, and they'll always be my favorite, but I like these, and I see my kids, they love Man of Steel, and they liked this movie, and uh, for me it was a good time, um, and uh, and I, uh, it's a thumbs up, so. That's it. Is that Alrighty. me? Am I next? Yes, you are. Um, as far as I, everybody knows... As I said before, I'm a Zack Snyder hater, but as this is a is one of those, it's a Warner Brothers movie. This is truly, you know, we lay a lot of blame on Goyer and Zack Snyder and stuff, but there's a lot of people with their fingers in this, and it shows. It's a movie made by committee. There's yeah. definitely committees going on, and there's definitely stu- studio fiddle fuckery going on. So. I made a solemn oath after Sucker Punch never to give Zack Snyder another movie, so usually his movies are going to be, or, or you know, any more money for a movie. And I'm a firm believer, like, Scott Gardner is like, okay, I, I hate this iteration of whatever, I don't want to give it any money, but at the same time, I want to go see it, so I sort of, this time, I don't know if you could call it splitting the difference, but I... Instead of just doing the, like, I'll just download it from some cam source uh, illegally 
and uh, technically or whatever. Instead, I'll, I'll go to the movie theater, but I paid for Miracles from Heaven, so I supported a a, 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 a a nice Christian movie that probably was not getting as much play as Batman v Super. Someone that might, probably might still didn't have as many Jesus the, allegories. In the box office and happened to be playing at the exact same time as Batman v Superman. So I, I managed not to give my money to Zack Snyder, but I mean, I, Jesus, I would thank you. I would, I would <laughs> right back at you, Big J. And uh, I, I would give it a, a, a C plus. I mean, even in sh- with Schadenfreude or, you know, chuckles of like, oh, my God, the bats are lifting him up. Oh, Clarice, do you hear the silence of the horses or whatever? Right. It's fun. And I get to talk about it and I get to study, you know, Zack Snyder and I get to think about how good a Batman movie written by Ben Affleck could be and stuff. So it was not like this horrible pity about, like the people who didn't like the reviews you read where it's like it's like the most heinous tra- train crash any yeah. anywhere. It's really no worse than any other summer. I, I mean, I, I, I gotta say it's better than a lot of the Transformers movies. You know, as far as summer blockbusters go, at least it has more to to discuss and talk. It's not just pure pure action. And it, it, it's a disadvantage of not having giant fucking robots. It, 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 and it, it points. It 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 never got boring, but it it was relentless in its mood. The mood just never lightens, and you're there for almost three hours of just like it just constantly is never anything other than portentous and you know and gloomy so it, that wears you down a little bit but I'd, I'd have to give it a C plus because some some people are are going are going to enjoy it so that that tone works for some people and uh, I did not I was not in rage or like uh, let's just leave or you know or like this is yeah. just this is just so bad it's boring. So it was. It's. It was worth the price of a matinee. You know. I mean, there's plenty of other movies that I would rather that I would go see this ahead of on a random <laughs> matinee. Miracles from Heaven. Yeah, it's. This is very much like I'm, it's a split like my my Man of Steel. I, I'd, I'd. It would be more fun to to be able to hate on it, and I will be able to find many things to pick on about the movie. But I think it will it, it will people will enjoy it for the most. I I think the average moviegoer will walk out of it and forget it in three days, like they do every other movie. The the fans have stuff to talk about about it, and you know. In that context, it's it's a, a semi-decent success. When will I stop thinking about it, Chris? Never, Bob. <laughs> See, I'm, never, I'm, Bob. I'm, not till I'm, not till the dirt's rising off your, your <laughs> pine box. <laughs> hey, man. And now you will fly to him, and you will battle him to the death. Black and blue, fight night. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. God versus man. Day versus night. 
Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search 2TrueFreaks exclamation mark at the end, space, and number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.